Smart went crazy, truth went trendy The story got lazy, so I rewrote the ending Manipulated the entry, more user-friendly Now a city full of pain pills and tattoos defend me I waver from the dead to the half-dead Gray space between fan base and the crackhead Sunset sailboat set course for hell A cross and a hammer, but you'll have to get some nails Take credit for anything embedded in the edit As long as you meant it when you said it And all of the kids laugh when you admit that it might have been witchcraft that made my news fit bad Well, I'ma act like I don't give a make love Take what I got to teach everyone to break stuff I'ma act like there's poison in the pancakes And amputate the one that wasn't loyal with the handshake Proud to know ya, Minnesota missile never so coke And I never had to hold the pistol Civil and simple, but set the freak show loose on the nipple Watch your whole fucking titty ripple It's why we battle, it's why we travel It's why the mascot thinks that I'm an asshole We made the team without putting on a uniform Smart went nuts and rode a unicorn through the storm Smart went crazy, but where did you go? Smart went crazy, okay. where did you go? Smart Let's do this Uh... Episode is 3.30 maybe? 3.30? Holy shit. That's a lot of episodes. It is. We haven't. We don't there have a lot of... I need to do some scheduling. I'm slacking. Dude, I'm okay. looking at... I was just looking at the... Uh, sorry, go ahead. My bad. No, I was going to start uh, the show. So if you have something to say, you can say it, and then I'll start the show. I was just looking at the uh, Seven's Travel Checklist, and like... We picked what two songs off the album? Three, maybe. Yeah, three three songs, and like there's so many songs. I just forgot about the actual album itself. Like the the songs that I pulled, like that I chose, were like from another playlist that I, I just made, like an atmosphere slash rhyme series playlist. Just a lot of my favorite songs, and uh, I didn't actually look at the actual album. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> a lot I, of so I took I, I took what you went through. We're just gonna roll with this. Uh, I took what you went through um, and gave me, and then I tried to go through every album to try and get one song off of all the albums, at least the album, like his albums. And I, I wasn't successful, and some things got cut. Um, so like singles or rare one-off things that they did could could live. Um, but I think we got a good representation of everything after two thousand and three. At least mm. it's hard, though, man, like the list was fucking long. It was a lot of shit. It was Chuck, you you text me and you're like making cuts is hard. And like that played in my head like so many times as I was trying <laughs> to narrow it down, dude. Dude, I was like, I mean, I didn't keep my eye on me. chose like shit up the uh, the Sackbone Bad Year series. Yeah, I think like summer or uh, summer. I didn't even include anything off of fall or winter. Like those weren't my favorite of those of that series but yeah like just cutting it off there like like without any like real idea of what happened after those albums just because i i just stopped <laughs> the one way or another i just you know stopped kind of i don't know maybe i just played myself i, I just played it too much and got uh, grew tired of it through like no fault of their own just i just stopped listening to atmosphere altogether maybe but um yeah, it was wild. So, like, I had a hard time just with the stuff that I had on there. I can imagine, like, you, after what you uh, pulling the later material and then having to cut again. Like, that's fucking hard, man. Yeah, it was. Uh, I was really. I was really hoping for, like, a widespread. And then I was like, 
fuck. Like I was like, I'm just going to I'm just going to let Chuck make it really easy for me and I'm going to fill in the cracks. And then like you picked a lot of good stuff and I didn't even think about the sad clown bad dub stuff. And I'm like, ah, fuck. All right. Well, (laughs) let's give it let's give it a college try. I spread them open and you fill in the cracks. Right, dude. I feel it. Um, Okay. Well, hey guys, this is episode 330. We are, you have guessed it, talking about atmosphere again. Um, This is 2003 forward. Uh, As you can tell by our little back and forth, we did our best to try and capture um, his growth, would you say, Chuck, from, from the O2 and beginning, like kind of show his transformation and like his... I, I would say, yeah, growth and um, yeah, growth is a good way to put it. I mean, it's it's like the better part of the career, right? Like, dude became yeah. popular like in the mid to late '90s, but really, like, really pop like for real, for real, like 2002, 2003, and then there was a bit of a 20 year career since then. So, like, yeah. he had like a five, six year run, maybe even less than that, four or five year run that really put him on the map, and then a 20 year career after that. Most of which I'm not that familiar with, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's I, I think it's um, it's hard to make one playlist twenty song twenty songs whatever we chose out of twenty years of music. It's kind of crazy because dude's mad prolific, but um, yeah, we're gonna do our best. I think it's yeah. uh, it, it, it's 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 different music than the last than the last episode. Last time we yeah. touched on this. Well, I think I think too, like the previous episode, like was him breaking out into the scene and like making a name for himself. And uh, these are the years where we see him as brother Ali would say, put his feet up on the table and show you who's the pimp. Um, You know, this is, this is where rhyme sayers is like, all right, now, now come and hang out in our land that we are king of. Mm -hmm. It's like, I mean, we said this last time, right? Like, we can't tell the story of hip hop music without talking about the underground hip hop movement that happened in the late nineties or became popularized in the late nineties and then forward. And you can't talk about that subgenre of hip hop without talking about atmosphere. Like like of that genre of music, that subgenre of hip hop, like slugs on that Mount Rushmore, right? Like he's there. Like he he was the most prominent figure to the point where it became it crossed over into a a much much larger audience right like it wasn't just random backpacker kids that shows for the 300 people in some like dusty old bar you know like it became like full-blown like festivals like sold out shows tours like it, it, it got huge um and there was an evolution in the music i think like these first couple of projects we started on as far as like seven's travels and you can't imagine how much fun we're having or aka slugs mohawk days like that's like production wise, like that's fucking ant in his bag. Like that's peak ant production in my opinion. Like whereas Slug might have taken like a different turn um as it as an MC and an artist. Um Ant like really dug in and those were like I think some of his best production. But yeah, good stuff. Um there is we have twenty one songs tonight. Um, it's an uh, like my timing is off here because um, I just realized that song two has also song three incorporated in it. 
Cause... Yeah, yeah, it did, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah I totally <laughs> fucked that up. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me you tell you how... what, the first time I listened to it, I'm like, this song again? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And no I... one said anything. Well, no, because I was saving it for the show, but uh, okay. it was um, super duper annoying for me. I was like, man. Yeah, I thought my repeat was broken. I was like, yeah, it's like, it for a loop. I'm like, I, I even kind of like this song. I don't know why you're doing this to me. This okay. is because uh, it's entirely out of spite because you know how much Rob hates hidden tracks and skits. Yeah, so, <laughs> you know I do. <laughs> so there's 22 songs, but really the playlist is 21 songs, hour and a half. So we are going to get into it. I apologize, everyone, for duplicating that. I will edit it for the listeners going forward. Uh, okay, cool. Well, oh, and by the way, uh, Rob's here. And as always, Cliff and Chuck are here because there's no way that we're talking music without Cliff and Chuck. So, hi, boys. Sorry, I didn't introduce you. Hope everyone's doing good. Dude, I'd be so insulted if you did a music episode without me and Cliff. Like, I'd be yeah. so... Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I think, just, I don't think it's an option. It. I'd be like, hey, yeah. you know what? Oh, like, you can, y'all can do it. Why don't you go have fun with your new friend? <laughs> I, think, I think really the, the only acceptable option is to, like, invite people to do music episodes with us, but there's no way the... F- we can do a music episode without all four of us. I think it's mm. pretty much required at this point, right? It would be weird. It would be yeah, weird. Right? Okay. <clears throat> uh, let's, let's get into it, boys. Uh, so song number one, Lifter Puller. Uh, I love it. Uh, and I did not do this intentionally, but we start off the playlist with my friend Sarah singing again the chorus nah. and I never asked her but I feel like she is the one talking in the intro to the song because it sounds like her voice um either way I never, um, I never understood that uh, intro or whatever the Jezebel yeah just the, stu- the super hammered chick like trying to get her point across while being recorded I don't know yeah <laughs> love this song because i like my friends sing in the chorus but what what do you guys think like what are, what are your what are your views on on opening up this playlist number two as we get into the older years i will say for me i liked it um maybe almost more than anything that was on the first playlist we had which will give you a hint of where i'm going with this because this is one of my least favorite ones on the list. Uh, on this list? That's funny. So, there was a market shift in their, like, style and their production value and stuff like that that just, like, worked for me at a certain point in time. Because since then, I've been, or since, you know, it's just, 
I'm far more invested in this playlist than I was the first one. And while this song isn't my favorite, it's still pretty damn good. Mm. Good. Uh, and I, a... I forgot to say, we're starting off in 2003. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um, as it relates to this playlist in this episode, like this is such a change of pace, like overall, like with the rhyme style, the recording style, the music, the, the like everything. It's just different. Right, like, like one thing I noticed was um, the way they record his vocals, like they're they're dubbed, right? Like, that he didn't really do a whole lot of that, like having multiple layers of his voice on top of each other, and it's like um, yeah, like he started doing that, and then um, it was also a um, kind of like a punch in punch out step, uh, like a like a punch in punch out technique where like he'll say like one line and he'll come in on another take. And and start saying that first the, the next line before the before the first one is finished right so there's the first bar second bar comes in and he's like still finishing the last one right so it requires multiple punch-ins as far as like really performing it live you really have to have like a hype man to finish off your first bar as you start your second one which is um not something he did like in his earlier works but yeah I thought that was one interesting thing and the beat is a lot more melodic too it's like uh they started sampling less in these like later works right because cleaning samples is expensive and that uh that that affects your bottom line if you're trying to make money making <laughs> music selling fucking cds hand to hand at, at shows like that's that's a cost right like clearing your samples like you have to pay that shit and um yeah they they, they started i mean they definitely still sample but they sampled less like like ant got into more like music creation like with keyboards and live instruments and stuff in these later later works is this the first album after they kind of blew up that came out because it seems like yeah. there's just like they have way more money or something for because it like or a new producer or something it's like it's a total step up like from like the last album you know what i mean yeah i mean the, um, i think the lucy 40 ps which were 2002 really helped um establish them so they definitely had more income um that way but i mean you still have i mean it's still just ant and slug right Mm -hmm. um doing their thing but yeah i mean you can definitely tell like you can definitely tell like they're getting they have an actual studio set up more professional like and the beats are growing and and just just the master on the music itself is getting more that's wild it's amazing yeah, to give these guys just like more resources, how much better, like, not like, you know, I mean, how much more like professional, whatever it sounds. Yeah. Like, more complete, well, well, you know yeah. I think they improved as well. Right. I think it was a combination. Yeah. They have been doing honing their craft for a few more years and, they, and now they have more money to do the stuff. And it just, it is like a exponential growth line on just like, if, as we go through the timeline, just how much better it sounds. Well, mm-hmm. you also have technology. Yeah. advancing oh there we go that's another late, one. late yeah, 90s too. yeah like pro you know, tools you, sorry go chuck no i was just saying um on, on that note like with the recording techniques like like sad clown bad dub was called bad dub like it's a bad digital copy like it's just so they, they were recorded like a little four track mixer to like a to dat tape right just a little little a little task game a dat like it was just that was the recording technology at the time like they're not 
in a big studio with like two inch reel to reel tape. You know what I mean? They're not on big old mixing consoles. You know, they're just two dudes in a basement basically just recording to a little four track mixer with the fucking bad digital audio. Like digital audio, the early days of digital audio were bad. That's just the way it was. And it didn't actually get better until like around this time. And obviously the budget reflects the, the budget reflects that. Um, but yeah, like for, I don't know. Like, I mean, I'm sure like, in in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and that in the Midwest, like they were definitely big, getting bigger around the time of Lucy Four. But like, I don't think it made its way like nationwide. Like, God Loves Ugly was the one that was like the album that was like the God Loves Ugly tour was like the first like they sold sold out tours like all across the country. And this was the follow up to that, right? So, Seventh Travels was like the first like big like. This is like when you stop seeing atmosphere in just your local record store or buying a buying a buying a disc online or at a show. Like you see Seven's Travels at like the corporate they got like corporate distribution and you're seeing it like the corporate stores like uh or like black back in the day, like Blockbuster Music. Do you guys remember Blockbuster Music? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like like stores like that here there was this uh chain called Hastings. That was another big one. But like you wouldn't see these types of this type of like rap music in those like bigger corporate stores like it was always just mom and pop record shops and shit but now it's like seven's travels like you're having like major not major distribution but they did eventually become back by universal and um this is like for us the rest of the non-midwest like this is like this was the first big big one like after god loves ugly that was like the one that started it and this was like the first big release after that you also have uh warp tour uh, and the uh, Punkorama Warp Tour albums with Atmosphere on them, and um, more well known that way as well in that community. Uh, less of like a opening band on the third stage and getting more actual like focus. Cool. Mm-hmm. This was like also this is also during the time of like this is prime like compilation album time. You remember like. That was a thing. Yeah. I don't think we really see that anymore. Where like you get not necessarily from one from one record label, but like multiple groups. It's just some random person puts together a compilation album and sells it like like with not just atmosphere. You might hear atmosphere on one song, Aesop Rock and another one, MF Doom on another one. You hear like a bunch of other people, like all these other people on these different compilations that that, that made it no like sense. Like they were just like standalone albums. And um a lot of these singles that weren't necessarily in the albums that, that they were um, not necessarily on this playlist, but there was a, um, that definitely helped like build the buzz form too. Like they're not just releasing their own albums. They're featured on all kinds of other shit too. Yeah. Warp Tour used to have that, right? You get like, yeah, they would give you, I think it was like free. They give you like a free CD. It'd be like one song for each band or something on there. Maybe, um, maybe like tower records. I think used to get, they used to have like samples or something like that. Um, I remember I had one with like Goldfinger on it, I think. Yeah. Like my- yeah, dude. No, the Warp Tour albums, <clears throat> the Punkarama <throat> albums. Um, Atmosphere right. made his way on, or Atmosphere as a band made their way onto that. It's amazing how hard it used to be to find music. Like, like think about, like, now I just like, I'm just full around on, I, you know, on Tidal or whatever, <laughs> like looking for weird stuff. You can find all kinds of weird stuff in it if you just search around. But like back in the day, it was like hard. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's like MTV and stuff, but um, yeah, but that's all like just, clear like, channel corporate, like. Yeah, but, well, yeah, I mean, it, it was always like that, but but you know, like you'd find like so you'd see some weird opening band, like some local opening band opening for someone who like maybe was like touring a little bit, and then you're like, oh, that 
fans really, and then you'd follow them a little bit. I don't know. It's like word of mouth kind of stuff. And if you found a cool band, you'd have to tell all your friends about it because you knew nobody else would know. If you like stumbled on some like opening act that was really cool. Um, yeah. Anyway. Um. All right. On to the next yeah. one. No, I was just wanted to point out, like, um. Oh yeah, yeah. As regards to the actual song for Ligatopoli, um, the hook, right? <clears throat> like the song itself, he's talking about like it's a song about Lucy again, right? Like his ongoing relationship, but this is like more of like a looking back at his younger relationship, like as a young adult slash late teenager as an adult right from an adult perspective and, and the hook he says because they were two perfect kids in a two perfect world today the part of man and woman will be played by boy and girl that's all it takes ease please quiet during the performance lift her pull her from the orchids right and it's like It's like he's talking about like how when you're kids, right? You're you're your children basically, right? Like you don't know how to love and express these feelings, right? And, and it's almost like you're putting on an act. It's like the things that you see in like stories or like movies or, or television or whatever, like these big dramatic like blow up fights and like critical moments in your in your relationship. Like you don't know how to navigate that like from a from your own perspective. Like you're really just pulling from what you see. It's like they're just two kids in a perfect world you know like today the part of man and woman where we play boy and girl they're just fumbling through this shit not knowing what the fuck they're doing you know what i mean just saying just having these big like dramatic blow-ups i don't know i think it's kind of funny i don't i can relate i had a relationship like that when i was young it's like that's what it feels like you know what the fuck you're doing you're just like saying the things that make sense that you're pulling from whatever you might have heard well it also felt like it's a really good story about two people slowly just growing apart yeah. you know um, yeah, it's, it's funny. Yeah. Silly kids. Silly kids in love being silly kids. Um, cool. Well, so then we go on to this last song on Seven Travels, which is always coming back home to you, which also had the third song as a hidden track. Say, shh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so we're going to talk about always come back home to you first and then we'll talk about the other one. So um, different, different rhyme style, different song style. Um, I really like the guitar in this one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very. Um, it's just real basic, not a whole lot that that original, that initial sound like that like siren kind of sound mm -hmm. he says like to all my killers my hundred dollar billers that that's a callback to, right? to yeah. that, that's mob deep yeah that's okay. mob deep that's shook, shook yeah. part two. and like that horn is even like the same like i don't know if it's the same sample or if it's just if it's a similar but yeah like like slug does it a lot like he he um he changes the rhyme he changes it up to um he takes like a classic line and he says it like paying homage, but he also changes the words up and even yeah. makes make something stupid, right? Like the, the original delivery one, is the same, right? Yeah. So he says, yeah. like, like the original one from Mob Deep, Shook Ones Part Two. He says, like, 
Twelve killers in a hundred dollar billers. For real dudes ain't got no feelings, but he says it different. You know, for, for emo kids, it got too many feelings. You know, because like that was like another <laughs> thing. Like, like he became like labeled. Like atmosphere was labeled as quote unquote emo rap. Like they're the ones that kind of started that. Like like dudes weren't rapping about their feelings. I just it was different, right? Like that was something that dudes didn't do. You don't rap about your vulnerabilities. You don't you don't write songs about that like hip hop is inherently like masculine. You know what I mean? It's about like about like fronting being a tough guy and, and and it's just the era, you know, like that's just what it was. And and he says, Yeah, to my killers and hundred dollar billiards, to emo kids I got too many feelings. <laughs> it's like that's atmosphere shit funny. And silly. To all my killers and my hundred dollar billers. He held the register open while he counted her change I was next in line, which meant I was invisible From where I stood, I could see that the till was full He didn't look the type to play superhero So I stepped forth and paid for my cigarettes Crept out the store's front door to chase a little breath Bangles in my head, shake the song off Another manic Monday night, it's gonna be a long walk A car pulled up, a fixed up cutlass A woman and a child climbed out and left it running They went inside of the deli Placed an order with the extra dollar fifty bottled water Cause the daughter's picky When it came out, mommy gave me a glance That said man can love an angel But he's gotta take the chance Already knew the deal I lit one up and walked So they got back in their Oldsmobile Belted up and took off Thug love on the corner by the Walgreens Looking at me like I'm just another square saltine As I get closer I notice they showing each other sketches Out of their notebooks Reminding me of my old roots I walked past with a nod and a reminisce Where to God, hip-hop and comic books was my genesis Assist. Respect the life and the fashions of the children. It's the only culture I've got. Exactly what we've been building. All of a sudden, I'm in front of some. I like the storytelling on this one. I like the leading you into preconceived notions and judgments and stereotypes, and then like giving you that aha moment um, mm-hmm. as he continues the story. I think I think he does a really good job um, showing that picture with all of the encounters that happen throughout the song. And he's yeah. just talking about walking home from the store, you know, mm-hmm. that, that's one thing that he does, like, especially well that, um, like if, if, if you were to like, look at the arc of, of slugs raps and he, he is a songwriter. His storyteller is definitely one thing you can label him as. Like he has a lot of songs like this that I don't know like how many of them are true or if they're just like, situations that he just conjures or whatever he just pulls around and make, makes up stories just to do it but it's like a it's a kind of a lost art in rap like not a lot of rappers do that and um but but slug does it pretty well and he's just telling a story pretty cool there's a couple lines in here that i really like um <clears throat> like when he's in the gas station and he's like i was next in line so i was invisible like that that description um, is so perfectly the second person in line. Uh, anytime you're standing in line at the gas station um, or like uh, thug love on the corner at Walgreens looking at me like I'm some square saltine. Uh, I don't know, man. It's just it, 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 he follows up. He says, as I get closer, I notice they're showing each other sketches out of the notebooks. Yeah. Remind me of my old roots. Roots. Like he says, say roots. He says roots like fucking Minnesota. But yeah, I think it's funny. It's like that's that's like some total hip hop kid shit. Like 
graffiti writers that have their black books like that's what that's a thing it's like you have your black book and you you exchange with another graffiti writer you know you do a piece in their book they do a piece in in yours and you and you eventually have a whole like black book full of your shit and a bunch of other of your like crew or whatever he's like talk about that like from the perspective like all the dudes yeah i see these kids doing that shit i I just think it's cool but he says some cool shit like he's like like some textbook slug line he says uh about the mom and the daughter he says uh what does he say? Uh, they went inside the deli, placed an order with an extra dollar fifty bottle of water because the daughter's picky. When they came out, mommy gave me a glance. It said, "Man can love an angel, but he's got to take the chance." Like that's some slug shit. Like that's fucking him. Like yeah, like that's poet. That that's fucking poetry. You would read about that, that you would read in your fucking in your uh, in your sophomore English class. You know, mommy gave me a glance. It said, "Man can love an angel, but he's got to take the chance." Like that's just. A glance that says that you imagine like what does that glance look like like i hear these words like what does that glance look like whenever she's passing slug in the store whatever kind of but crazy. like you can see it like the way he delivers it and the way that he says it like you just you can see like the look that she's given him you know what i mean like we all know that look like we're that yeah. he paints that picture in our head as he's saying it exactly he's like he's assigning like abstract feelings and ideas to like smaller scale like people insignificant moments or inanimate objects or whatever like he's assigning meaning like serious meaning to small things right which is like something that we all kind of do but nobody really verbalizes and talks about it, you know what i mean yep i also like that he has him driving an old cutlass which is like yeah. which is paint i don't know if people don't know like old wheels they don't make anything they were like big old sedans oh, yeah. and every single one was like beat up <laughs> like, <laughs> like i think when you bought it you bought it brand new it was beat up you know so um he he definitely had a cutlass because he references that cutlass or references a cutlass multiple times throughout his career um <laughs> so he definitely i definitely think he grew up well i mean he's he's you know grew up in the same era that we did right so it makes sense yeah. right like my dad had an old like Delta eighty eight or something. I remember, and he just he just I don't know. It like has a fond memory, but it was always like beat up. And something was always yeah. wrong with it. But and it was also best... like it was enormous. Like, yeah. It was, and it had like bench seats in the front. You know. Yeah. One of my best friends had a Cutlass um, when we were growing up in high school, and I spent a lot of time in that car. It was uh, it was the one that had the uh, parking brake that you push down with your foot, and he would do yeah. e brakes in the snow with it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like you'd be flying and just like <laughs> stomp it down, and the car starts <laughs> rotating. You see him just reach down and then pull it to release it. It was uh, interesting. Yeah, um, oh, there's man. one more line towards the end, like before he gets into the ending hook slash whatever. But he says, um. I took a ride on Lindale, as in Lindale Avenue in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I took a ride on Lindale, I'm getting near, but then the road became empty and the people disappeared. The clouds ran away, opened up the sky, and one by one I watched every constellation die. And there I was frozen, standing in my backyard, face to face, eye to eye, staring at the last star. I should have known, walked all the way home, to find that she wasn't here, I was still all alone. Yeah, again, like that's like, watch every constellation die. That's kind of crazy. That's a cool yeah. little line. That's a really great line, dude. Yeah, good song, writer. 
Yeah, and then it goes right into the secret song, which I added on here twice. <laughs> this song came out on some compilation or something. I don't know if it got yes. leaked or what, but it was like I heard it in all kinds of mixtapes and shit. Like before Steven's Travels dropped, it was like a like random hidden song. Like I don't know, uh, my friend had it. He found it on some compilation. I don't know if it was a leak or if it was like a planned thing, but he had it. And it was like, yo, this is like some secret shit. It was like, yo, this fucking shit's dope. You hear this one? No, you ever heard that song? No, it's like, and then it wasn't until this album dropped that you actually heard it on the hidden track. And then it came out and was re-released as a single, like, a Mm -hmm. few years after that. Which is crazy. Um, I had to add this one. Uh, because I feel like song about Minnesota, you know? I like how he talks about writing a song about Minnesota. I wanted to make a song about where I'm from, you know? Big up my hometown, my territory, my state. But I couldn't figure out much to brag about. Well, Prince lives here, we got 10,000 lakes. But wait, the women are beautiful. To me, they are. And we're not infested with pretentious movie stars. And it hit me, hit me. Minnesota is dope, if only simply. For not what we have, but what we don't. It's all fair. I think the song, yeah, like he's talking about Minnesota, or he's talking about Minneapolis and the area. But he's also. It's also kind of like a song for not just Minnesota, but like people that are from small towns in the Midwest or smaller towns. Like he even says like at the end, he's like shouting down all these random towns that he did like shows at or whatever, you know, talk about like who, like what rappers are shouting out Lawrence, Kansas or Oshkosh, <laughs> Wisconsin, Mankato, Minnesota or Ann Arbor, Michigan. Like nobody's talking about Tulsa, Oklahoma and shit. Like he's like talking about these little tiny college towns or whatever, where he, like, it's like, an ode to smaller towns which are just like a part of the fabric of america is like inner city life you know i think it's cool well, it's I'm... like yeah go ahead no i was just good i they you... should be talking about Ashcash, wisconsin good old slosh cash here's the I thing thought. man it's tell a great Ash-Gosh. movie Gosh. <laughs> tell me about slosh gosh you sound like personal experience no nah, it's just a bunch of drunks because it's wisconsin <laughs> It's a it's a Is great that- move though because now he has a song where he can insert any small town that he's playing the show in and say that town's <laughs> name and then the crowd goes wild when he says whatever town he's in that night. Like I don't know. Yeah. I think it's I, cool. Yeah. I mean, I've lived most of my years here like since I was 12, you know. I'm 40 now. But, like, I lived in small towns, and that shit, it's just, like, you know, it has a certain charm to it, you know what I mean? Especially when you're a kid, because there's, like, nothing to, like, you know everyone, there's nothing to do. You're just, like, trying to kill time. Um, And just, just, like, get in trouble. That's kind of all there is to do a lot of times. (laughs) Dude, I got some fun, like, childhood memories of small town life, you know, just being a kid, you know, just running around, doing whatever, just outside. 
Yeah. That's just cool. I like how the uh, overall message from this song is um, stop complaining, take a moment to look around and appreciate your surroundings because you're probably taking it for granted. Yep. Grass ain't always greener. Nope. Uh, It is kind of cool, though. I like the two things that he calls out about how parking spaces are easy to find and how the population of women is larger than men. Uh, Those two things are indeed facts about the state. (laughs) Swap. Find that parking. Just get more expensive. (laughs) (laughs) This song's so cool we listened to it twice. It is. Oh, I don't man. know. It's just I was like uh, it was the middle of the night. I was out walking Aries and I was listening to this as I was walking him. And I like stop on this trail in the pitch black. And I'm like, I had to pull up my phone and look. And I'm like, the fuck is going on right now? I just heard this song. <laughs> and he put it on here. And I was so confused. And then like the second time I listened, I realized that on the playlist uh you had <laughs> the secret song and then lead led right into the same song. Yeah. Whoops. It took me a couple lessons because, like, I like, had it on at work, and I just was like, I would get confused. And I'm like, well, whatever. And then finally, I'm like, is this the same song twice? Like, what is happening? We've had that happen before, um, though, with albums where you have it on repeat, and all of a sudden you're like, I don't know, it just kept flowing in. I didn't realize what song I was on because I'd been listening. I was like, maybe this was just a really long song, and he really likes a whole bunch of Rust Belt cities in the Midwest. <laughs> It's really funny. I didn't even notice it until I actually looked at the playlist. So uh, <laughs> Chuck said something to me. He Chuck asked me if it was a secret song on Spotify, and I didn't connect the dots there. And it literally yeah, no, like, wasn't until I looked at this. I was like, "Oh, that's what Chuck was asking." You know, because like, oh, because we have like you use Spotify, I use Apple Music, Cliff uses title. I was like, uh, "Is the version? Is your version of uh, of?" Uh, <laughs> always coming back home to you does it have the hidden track <clears throat> is fish or not it was like i don't know it was just funny like that was what i was getting i was like yeah because mine has it so like even sometimes there's like differences in the versions you know like if i send you a link for a song or like i tell you the title of a song like you might pull up a different version just because we're on different platforms you know what i mean it's funny on old albums they cut that stuff up like remember there used to be like a hidden track if you waited a bit um yeah uh-huh. they they announced just like another track usually on these playlists um, like, like for the really good Nails, ones, you know. Nine Inch Nails used to do that a lot. They'd have all these weird hidden tracks, and now they're just like separate things. He's getting attacked. Sorry, bedtime. Nah, it's uh, right. you, you don't my, have my, absolutely adorable. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, and I, was, I was like, kiss your goodnight earlier. I was like, okay, daddy's going to go and go do my show. She's like, your show? Daddy, you doing a pod? You want a podcast, daddy? I was like, yeah. She's like, and people listen to it? I was like, yeah, some people. She's like, that's so cool. <laughs> it was like the first time like in years that my daughter said I was cool, which is great because I've been made such an effort to embarrass the shit out of her every day, like in the car, you know, like not in front of people, just trying to be cringy dad, like <clears> dancing <throat> the music in the car on the way to school, just being dumb. Dad, stop! You know, getting those, getting a bunch of those. <laughs> but yeah, she actually said it was cool tonight because I was on a podcast. Little does she know. <laughs> <laughs> Ride that wave, buddy. Ride that wave. Enjoy yeah, it for Dad, as long as you can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dad, Dad could be cool for one night. 
Uh, pour one out for me. Pour another yeah. one out for me. Pour me another. Uh, <laughs> pour me another off of. You can't imagine how much fun we're having. What did you uh, think the first time you saw this album cover? I was like, Slug as a mohawk? Like, because he didn't have it. He doesn't didn't have a mohawk before this. And then, like, he did this one. And I'm just like, like, he's really going the punk rock theme. But like, this is also when faux hawks were a thing, dude. You know, yeah. we got to We can't like date ourselves like it's not current, right? We got to put ourselves yeah. in that 2005 mindset. Dude, I'll always associate this album for the year that I went away to school. This is like the year that I moved to Florida. It was like right before, right? I moved like right after this album came out. So it was like I remember I had this one, um, I Self Divine, Self Destruction, and Little Brother the Minstrel Show. Like those, like the three that I had. Like I bought all three of those and then like to make the road trip out to Florida. Yeah. So I always like associate this album with that time in my life. Nice. Yeah, that no, was cool. But, what no, did, what cool. did you? What did you think when you saw this album art? I'm interested, like, where this question came from. It was just different seeing Slug, like, just sitting in, like, a digi room with fucking a mohawk and an Adidas fucking track jacket. I'm like, what the fuck is this guy doing? It was just like, (laughs) I don't know, like, album covers, like, they kind of, I don't know, they are what they are, but I thought it was kind of funny. I was like, this is just different. It was just different than what you expected from Atmosphere, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, he's sitting, he's just to paint the picture for our listeners, he's sitting in uh, what looks like maybe an AA meeting uh, with mm-hmm. with fucking 50s green uh, doors behind him and a yellow rug. And he's wearing an all black track suit with a mohawk and like uh, his head is shaved to the skin. Mm-hmm. And it kind of has the Russian mafia gangster vibe going on with a cigarette in his hand no, and no, his head. Of- and, yeah, like Fight hand. Club, like when he's going yeah. to all the support groups. Yeah, it's like Fight Club, like those scenes, like in the dirty old church <laughs> building with the fold-up metal chairs. That's what it looks like. <laughs> yeah. And they're all different. Like, the metal chairs are different. They aren't matching metal chairs there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is interesting. He looks young, man. It's funny, because mm-hmm. Spotify has, like, the most recent photo that he's uploaded with Ant. And it's yeah, like, they do not look young. Yeah, him and Ant sitting in like a restaurant and then this picture is like right above it on my screen and you know, it's what, 18 years ago? So He's, 50, he's like, like 51 now? Something like 50, that. He's 51. Yeah. 72. That's wild. Been a minute. So. Um, but yeah, no, like, like, but I was saying, like, earlier, this was like Seven Travels and, and this album, like, Ants in His Bag. This is like the best production, I think, that, that they had as far as yeah, just this, beat making. I like this album a lot when it came out. Um, there's a lot of really, really good bangers on this album for sure. It mm-hmm. was hard keeping it to what, it, what we did. Um, mm-hmm. I think that no, the like, song has good energy to it, man. 
Yeah, it's like I mean, I, I like the beat. It has like a, kind of like a old school, like kind of like bluesy, lots of pianos and layered shit. Like it's very complex musically. There's a lot going on, and the mix is actually a little bit muddier than normal. Like normally, like Slug's voice is a lot more prominent. And like it, like the beats down here and Slug's like way up here. Whereas this one, he's kind of just like a part of it, kind of a part of the mess, I guess you could say. But like it's cool. It's like he's just talking about going through life and alcoholism and how he just kind of stumbles through his emotions like in an altered state kind of you know i think we've all kind of been there one way or another like just thinking drunk and heartbroken the drunk and heartbreak dealing with the stresses of life kind of thing yeah pour me another because this is what alcohol leads to yeah but now it's a cool song like the vocal sample during the hook yeah really good. wait so i have a question what do you guys think? He has a line. So my bartender knows me by my real name. What do you think his real name is? What do you think he means by that? I think he means that at the bar, he doesn't, he's not known as Slug the Rapper, right? Like, he's not, he just, it's, it's a bar. You know what I mean? He frequents there. The bartender knows him not by Slug, but he knows him by Sean. It's like, yeah, your name's Sean, whatever, like from his credit card or whatever, you know? I was wondering like, if it was like like knows him as like his real name like alcoholic or addict or drunk. You know what I mean? Like not like a famous rapper, but like I, I, I don't I just, know. I always took it to like that he's just another normal junk dude. You know, like he's not slugged the prolific underground hip hop sensation. He's he's just another junk dude dealing with his feelings like all the other junks regulars at the bar. You know. Okay, he's yeah. not. He's not anything special. He's just fucking scum like the rest of us, kind of dude. You know. That's what that I makes was sense. But you know, that, no, that's that's interesting. That's a cool thing about like his lyrics. It's like, like, is he saying what he's saying on the surface, or is there like a deeper meaning to like his his poetry? You know. Yeah, that's a good one, though. It is. It is. It like changes up. You know. It. It's. I don't know. Just as, like I said, this whole album, man, it's just. You see things really like growing, you know, you see you see like just the music just like just expanding outward. It's it's great. It's just cool how they don't. It's not the same. I guess it's Ant is, is producing every like. He like he's just like doing different stuff, you know, like he's not mm-hmm. just like doing the same thing over every time. He's like clearly it's like like more complicated and more into it but it's also a little different yeah um, how he's put it together um it's almost like i'm i'm willing to bet what he does is gets bored with whatever he's doing and try something else because each album especially in the last couple have been like a little different um in terms of like this is a lot of instruments i think i don't know if it's the same album but there's a lot of piano and horns and things like that i'm not sure if it's all samples or what but well again like this is 2005, even from 2003 to 2005, like computers are getting significantly better. Mm. MIDI controllers are getting better. MPCs can be linked up with your PC really easily now. Like in general, tools for making beats are getting more and more um, mm. complex, you know, and higher, closer. Higher sampling aids too, yeah. Yeah. It's not, like, and, it's not like a lo-fi like record. Like it's not like a little snippet from a record, like a lo-fi like record crackly record going through a shitty phono preamp going into a four channel mixer going into a low bit rate sampler it's like 
higher quality sampling like you like maybe even not just sampling just records you know like but other things too so like multiple sources like the the equipment got better like it's like exponential like how fast things moved well and like plugins and stuff too are not quite at the same quality level as the physical plugins like of actual rack plugin um but they're getting better and that allows mm-hmm. a more flexibility too inside and outside the professional studio. Yep. Yeah. So he's referring to like emulators, right? So there's a rack piece, Fairchild compressor, like it's a fucking $80,000 piece of like vintage compressor that they use for like the fucking Beatles and shit. Like not a lot of people have a Fairchild, but you can get a Fairchild plugin for Pro Tools and it emulates the sound pretty closely, you know? Like the like you don't have to do it. You don't have to the, the barrier to entry is a lot lower. Like you don't need to have a crazy budget to achieve good sound quality. Especially back then, like That's crazy. Like, I, like that shit was going crazy. Because like distribution's so much easier now. Like you don't need you don't really need a record label, right? I mean mm-hmm. to distribute music. And you also don't need a big fancy sound studio to produce it either. It's like real like democratized. So now, both well, now you don't. Time. Now, now you don't, but like 2005 was right on the cusp of, but this is the, the, they're both, I didn't think about them both changing. The same. It's not only like the, yeah. the distribution, but it's like the production is like all of a sudden it's getting easier for everybody. Yep. Yeah. That, that was wild. like that. That was like when home recording really got big, like 2005, like that's when I like, I went to school, like started January, 2006. And it was like the beginning of the end, I guess, for traditional recording models. Like, like that was like <laughs> Pro Tools became real cheap. Like I got a fucking Pro Tools empowered rig, like with my student <laughs> disc and I paid like $180 or some shit. Yeah. Super cheap. And, um, and, and it's definitely good enough. And, and, and back then it's like, wow. it, it was just super cheap and, and, and it kind of moved away from the traditional recording model, you know, like paying $350 an hour to have some fucking dusty old dude fucking like, smoking a cigarette inside fucking controlling your console you know what i mean like you're not on some dusty old mics in an old dingy <laughs> studio you know you're just at home with your friends like <laughs> drinking getting high making music you know like it, it is Funny. crazy like how like how much that's progressed now you know like like everybody knows some of the raps right like everybody knows somebody like it became so saturated right like this is around the time hip-hop got just inundated with artists like this is like before like MySpace even really took off, like 2005, like 2006, seven, like whenever that started to get crazy. But like, it's before social media, but with the advent of recording, just blog sites and mixtapes, it was just crazy. It was just a different world. And um, the barrier at entry became like way lower. And so yeah. it was just, so like, so things like, so the, the bigger artists like, like Atmosphere and these other larger, like, like they're, he even says it in like one of the songs of uh, in Seven's Travels. He says like, "I don't know who asked me, but someone asked me how long I thought that I would be allowed to top the trash heap." <laughs> like he was, he's the, he's on top of the trash heap. There's so much garbage because it's so like flooded with so many like useless artists or like seemingly useless, you know, because there's so many you can't sit through them all. It's like like I stopped paying attention like after like right around like maybe 2010 it's like if you if you don't already got a name that i know like i'm not gonna take the time it's just so much out there and like yeah i'm I'm sure i've missed out on a whole lot of great music but there's a whole lot of shit that i didn't have to listen to either you know i mean to your point man uh my inbox with pro tools le was 400 bucks 
It was 400 yeah. bucks. You get two mic inserts and a line in. And that was my first setup. And that probably was early 2000s. And then around 2005, 2004, 2005, like that's when like we picked up a 002 rack. And that was a little bit more of an investment, but still like um, people could, was like- could record like you really only need an inbox. Like we got we got a better setup, but you, you could do it. You know, it's like, it's like, dude, like, oh, bro, I got a dual core process. Like, what the fuck? Dual yeah. core, whoa. Like, See, 64. Like, bro, this is, yeah. This is when processors went from 32 to 64. Dude, it was like, it was just, yeah, it was, it, the, the world, like, the world of music was changing so much. Was, but atmosphere was still definitely, like, at the forefront when it came to that, that subgenre of hip hop. I was going to say on the other end, my, I, was, I think what my brother was showing me how to use LimeWire. And I was like, I'm never spending eighteen ninety nine cents on twelve songs again. <laughs> like, you know? yeah, yeah, dude, Limewire was where it was yeah. at. Anyway, uh, smart went crazy. Yeah. Smart went crazy. Truth went trendy. The story got lazy, so I rewrote the ending. Manipulated the entry. More user friendly. Now a city full of pain pills and tattoos defend me. I waver from the dead to the half dead. Gray space between fan base and the crackhead. Sunset sailboat. Um, very popular. Very, very popular song. Did you all recognize the sample? No. The, the guitar sample? Maybe $10 will refresh my memory. <laughs> no, I didn't. It's what from is the it? Free, it's from the Freebird guitar solo. Oh. Like when Freebird gets all crazy, it's just pitched up. It's pitched yeah. up Freebird. Now I hear it. Oh, wow. It's just one little one little leg from the from the from whenever it gets all crazy. Awesome. Throwback to our second music episode ever. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure I, I, I've actually that. heard. This is the one song I think I've actually heard before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like I think I've heard this. It's a, it, it is a very popular one. Like this is definitely yeah. a really well known song. Um, again, great energy, man. It's a, it's, it's just, dude. Slug is like shouting through this whole song i don't think he ever like brought energy like he ever did on any other song more than this one that i can think of at least like he's he says everything with so much emphasis and like feeling and he's basically screaming through the whole thing which is like never has been it's never really been his thing he's done like the opposite he's done like basically mumbling or whispering like but he just goes for like full-blown like he just rips it the whole time that's never really been his thing like it was not necessarily tempo wise, but he really got into it. It worked out really well too, because um like it just with the guitar and everything else, I feel like it it had just really good energy, you know, like like him being that on for for the song. Um I don't know, it works out, you know. 
I like the line where he's like, uh, and nobody knows where you'll end up. The only guarantee in life is death or a head fuck. Um, I don't know why, but when I hear the song like that line, like the only guarantee in life is death or a head fuck. Like it's so it's so true. And it just I don't know, man, it always stands out in this in this song. Like um, just just talking about like, I don't know, man, just. That's just how it is. That's just how you, the universe, you can always count on, like, <laughs> something's going to fuck with you or you might die. <laughs> One of those two things. <laughs> All these it's things are guaranteed. Possible. Yeah, they're guaranteed to oh, happen dude. at some point. So just just hold on. <laughs> yeah, dude. Sometimes it feels oh. like you just sit around waiting for stuff to break, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a, a couple of lines prior to that, he does just say, he just says, it's not even about what he says. He says, you're headed for self-destruction. Been there, did that. But when he says that you're headed for self-destruction, that's actually a reference to I Self-Divine and the album Self-Destruction that he came out with that same year. So like, that's a little little, little thing he threw in there. That was pretty oh. cool. That album was really good, by the way. You can't find out streaming platforms. I don't know if they didn't clear the samples or if they just owe the producers money or what, but it was produced entirely by... Uh, Jake one and vitamin D and has a couple of checks. I think Bean one has a song, but the, but the production on that self-destruction album is fucking amazing. And I really, it's really sad that you can't find it, but yeah, I self-divine self-destruction. Once it ever comes out on streaming, it's definitely worth a listen. Good. Cool. But I think that's, that's just cool. That slow kind of shadowed that out. It's like a little, like all these dudes, they kind of do that. They, they reference each other's like albums and materials and like little throwbacks to their lines. Like they might say like, you might hear, hear like slug, say a blueprint line or, an Aesop Rock line or MF Doom lead, but he like he switches it up. It's kind of like just a way of like shouting out his friends kind of thing. That's pretty cool. They all do that shit. Yeah, I was gonna say Aesop Rock dropped an album this past week, and there's actually a song where they they just kind of go back and forth shouting out that. Yeah, man, that's great. Uh, Angel Face. Yeah. I think you you added this one, didn't you? Yeah, I like the beat. Super fucking bluesy, like yeah. very bluesy, very big. Like it's, it has like a big sound to it, but still like very down tempo and bluesy. But the format of the lyrics are pretty cool. Like he's done this style of of um, premise, I guess you could say, like in other songs of his, to where he um. He goes through and he talks about different cities and different experiences, you know, like he's he's a touring rapper, right? Like that's how that's their bread and butter is just going and playing little shows, you know, even if it's like 100 people, you know, that's 100 people that all pay 10, 15 bucks to get in there and they all buy like maybe 30 of them buy a CD. That's fucking that's money. And, and he, he tells these stories and he references like all these different people or situations in different cities around there. And it's, he like talks about like what happened in Colorado or LA or all over. And, um, he's got a couple of them. Like there's one called travel, like an original one on, tra- it's called travel. It's off of one of the sack clown, bad dub or headshots. albums, like a long time ago, like, like sack clown days, like before, before Lucy Ford days, like like shitty digital recording era, it's called Travel. And then there's a Travel reprise he does where he he does these different songs where he, he just goes through and he just talks about different people that he meets traveling the country while he's touring. But yeah, I, I just he does the same thing in this one, but he like relates it to his life and experiences as he's being a rapper all over the place in a van. He even says that he's like, time to climb back into the van and make the back stiff. It's like his life. It's what they do. And she loved me more than I could 
could imagine So I waited till she slept and I stepped in the trap Ran away from the backyard to drift some more Woke up in Texas next to a liquor store With a woman who don't even drink alcohol Big letters, irony tagged on the wall she was named for another flatland We had a strong back then In common we had a bond That would never see the break of dawn Too damn afraid of the queen Trying to take the pawn Threw that away Yes, yes, headed out west And got undressed With the nurture that she gave me Made me trip and get obsessed There was a lady in Los Angeles That handled this the way The menu will suggest She turned me on to music That I never heard before She told me stories from a cup I haven't learned to pour And I don't know what hurt it more Professional journals or Perpetual burn holes scarring up the dirty floor Find a hollow hole in the Colorado snow It's like I follow anywhere that El Diablo go Took a stroll with the feline It sat silent while the snowflakes Yeah, there's some cool lines in this one. Oh, absolutely, man. And, and like, just the way that he tells a story about each, each different encounter uh, and like you can feel the energy of of the fact that it's an adventure, but you also kind of get like there's like that little bit of like anxiety mm. or stress in each encounter too. I don't know, man. He just does a good job of painting like feelings in in with the words as you're like imagining him going on this journey. What does he say? Um, I'm trying to find this line. He says, "What does he say?" Uh... While you're waiting for that, I like the intro. Like, I love this this country so, or I love this fucking country. And then he's like, "And she loved me more than I could imagine." So I waited till she slept, and I stepped into traffic. And then, like, the beat drops. That has how it exits too, right? That's the end of the uh, song as well. Yes. And yeah. Good, good point. You hear somebody like yelling at him to get out of the road. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, but he says um, he's mentioned different things. Like he talks about, like from Colorado. Then he says, "Down, down, down in Gainesville, like Gainesville, Florida." No, yep. I'm no stranger to shame, cold train, and pain pills. <laughs> but yeah, but then he says, like later on, he says, like um, he says, um, I had to add one more story to the infinite already interwoven through a New York cigarette. Ex lover when the best friend, best lover and an ex friend, been for alcoholic sentimentalism and the rhythm of religion on the PA. Make, make the people here say, God bless the DJ. That whole line is cool, but gives a shout out to the DJ. That's always cool. Like, hip hop wouldn't happen without DJs, right? Like, they, they spread the word. That's cool that he's like, he's still like at heart, he's still old school hip hop head that shouts out the DJ. That's dope. Already interwoven through a New York cigarette. Ex lover and a best friend, best lover and an ex friend. Up and for alcoholic sentimentalism and the rhythm of religion on the PA. Make the people here say, God bless the DJ. She stays to wait for a replay. Well, I wonder if I'll be able to hear it from the freeway. Chicago inside of yeah, the whole song is cool. It's just different places. It's like connecting the dots of his last year touring the country about just random encounters like all over the place. It's a cool little song. And the beat's cool. I don't know if it's related or not, but um, he was on tour with, with Less Than Jake, who's a punk band, and they have a uh, song about Gainesville. 
So like your your comment about I self divine uh, makes me wonder if like touring with them on the warp tour for for quite a few years at this point, like if it was a reference to that at all. I self divine. Yeah, I don't know. It's the, like I self divine is a member of the group called the Micronauts. Micronauts. Yeah, yeah. Have opened yeah. up with so many atmosphere shows. It's like atmosphere show like like the lineup was always it was always seemingly atmosphere as a headliner but the micronauts uh los nativos idea and abilities blueprint like those are like like someone in those crew like those are like the original like opening acts for like their their tours back in the day and then eventually it became like as rhyme series expanded and signed more and more artists they eventually became the the opening acts but yeah micronauts are dope yeah Cool. Uh, and then moving on to the next album. Yep. When life gives you lemon, paint that shit gold. Uh, first track on the album, Puppets. Um, or no, it's not. I'm sorry. Uh, second, that's the second track. I thought it was the first track for some reason. Either way, Puppets. Um, I really like this song. This is this is a favorite for me. I think it's the build up into the song um it's very not non-traditional hip-hop song too i feel like it's it's barely hip-hop like it's yeah. like like there's no drums until like almost the end of it right and it's like almost like a old school like gospel fucking soul like refrain kind of like it's just a piano right and piano and like piano and hand claps hand yeah. claps and it's like it's just a couple of chords and just him doing his thing and then eventually the the drums kick in and then you get like somebody like a girl singing in the hook i think it's great how you used to be great i can't hate on how you choose to relate but i know that you had the potential i understand why you wanted to let go a lot of pressure in the middle of those shoulders and we ain't getting nothing but older ain't nothing changed but the day we run from but nobody knows it better than you, huh? One for the bar, tap two for the shine. Scoot in your car, do another line. Barely trust them, they're all puppets. Love is nothing, scared of success. One for the bass, two for the drums. Last call, gone, take whatever comes. Barely trust them, they're all puppets. Love is nothing, scared of success. One for the bar, tap two for the shine. Scoot in your car, do another line. no it's just different it's uh it's just a different format and this is also like this is like the first like I would call major release for Atmosphere, right? Like this song had um what was it? Uh Guarantees was a music video on MTV back when MTV had the occasional music video. Like there wasn't a whole lot. This is like full blown fucking MTV reality days, but you had like maybe one or two hours a day that had music videos during like normal waking hours and Atmosphere was one of the like the guarantee song that we didn't cover, but from this album was um in video rotation that was pretty cool like on television like atmosphere on television like that that's like unheard of for like that for like if you would have told me in 
2002 like yeah this shit will be on mtv like you'll come home from school and it might just be on you know that kind of mm-hmm. kind of crazy <laughs> like they're they're like they made it right they're on mtv yeah i i just absolutely i'm a sucker for hand claps anyways so what are you gonna do but yep but yeah, no, this yeah. album, they really, they really leaned to, like, live instruments, less sampling, you know, like, less, uh, it was, like, live drums, live instruments, and it was a different sounding album, but still, like, very well done. Yeah, definitely really well done. Like, if you were to pick I'm... one album, what do you think? Like, if you were to choose one, like, how many people oh, would choose this I, one? man, I, I'm not prepared I mean, to answer that question right now. <laughs> but, but most people, like, generally speaking, the Atmosphere's fan base overall, like, everyone that's a fan of Atmosphere for any amount of time, like, they'll probably pick this one, I would think. <laughs> and one of the, la- this one or the one before are definitely very popular. Lucy 4 gets thrown around a bunch, too. Um, yeah. But, I mean, t- fuck, man, they all get thrown around, though. I feel a lot of people like cell siders too. Um, or to all my friends, I don't know. Anyways, uh, I really like this one. Uh, one for the bar tap. Um, two yeah. for the shine. Yeah, there's just some. I don't know, man. There's just that when that when that when the female vocalist comes in and just starts belting out like the chorus, like it just just pulls me in, man. Hook, line, and sinker. Yeah, I just like the minimalist. You know, it's like not a whole lot to it. You know, like compared to the previous album, just so like complex. Like there's layers and layers on shit. You know, like Ant was really good about putting a bunch of different sounds together, but still like making a space for them all in the mix. You know, like it's kind of hard. Like if you the more shit you put in there, it's the harder it is to hear everything. And he was really good at being able to hear everything in spite of it being like really complex. Whereas like this song. New album, brand new experience, you know, like back to the basics, just feeling right. Just let slug be slug on something that's very minimalist musically. Yeah. Um, and then that brings us into uh, yesterday on this album, which to put it in perspective, yesterday has 43 million hits right now. And the next popular song on this album is 17 million uh so about three times the amount of plays um for this next song compared to the rest of the songs on this album and it's a good album on apple music it's their second most played song is it yeah or their second top song i don't know who yeah it's number number four overall for the oh no it's number two overall but but number one on the album Mm. yep it's great i love it it's just like that opening beat is so good it just makes me smile when i hear it come in Thought I saw you yesterday, but I didn't stop Cause you was walking the opposite way I guess I could have shouted out your name But even if it was you, I don't know what I would say We could sit and reminisce about the old school Maybe share a cigarette because we both fools Chop it up and compare perspectives Life, love, stress and setbacks Yeah, so you could tell me how hard you had it And you could show me all the scars to back it 
And we can analyze each complaint Break it down and explain these mistakes I make I like to tangle up the strings of the puppetry But you knew me back when I was a younger me You've seen Again, simpler, right? Just yeah. little piano lick Piano, a little bit of drums And this song, dude Yeah <laughs> It's like it's, um, It does feel less like hip-hop Right? They're getting more into like I don't know, it's like more musical instruments, I guess is what it is, right? Mm-hmm. I guess you know, it's a, it's about encountering a dead friend, right? Or in the end, it's not his friend, it's he's talking to his dad. But like the first time I like heard this, I thought it was like cool. It's like, oh, that's cool, it's a song about his dad. And then like, after my best friend passed away in 2016, this shit hit different, right? Before that, I was thinking about my friend Brad. I was driving one day. And I fucking thought I saw him driving like in my in like a couple miles from my house, you know, like we're all like in more or less in the same neighborhood, like me and all my friends, like same part of town. It's not uncommon to see him around. And I thought I saw my friend Brad. I was like, that's definitely not Brad, but I thought it was. You know, I had to do the double take. And then like shortly after this song like happened to come on. And like, man, like it's hard seeing people look like dead friends. And then like and then Shortly after my best friend passed away in 2016, I heard this song again, and it's like, it's a song he's talking to his dead father, right? But like, he's talking to him like a friend, not necessarily like a dad, you know? Like he, like he's he's framing it in the course of like like he's kind of being coy, like you don't know if it's about his dad to the very end, and he's like talking about like you know like catching up with an old friend, you know what I mean? And I couldn't help but like relate that to my experiences, like all the times we met my best friend. You know, we were like always together. You know, and it's like, I don't know, it hits different. And then now, since my other best friend Wyatt passed away like a couple months ago, it's like it hits even different now. It's like I got three people that can connect to it. And then like my dad, obviously, <laughs> who passed away in 2021. I don't know. This song brings all kinds of feelings, and anybody that's lost anybody close to him feels the same way. It's like. It's it's fucking life, man. That's what rap is, right? You rap about life. And um he has a unique ability to verbalize his feelings and and, and complex emotions in a way that like makes sense to him and, and, and a way that makes sense to a lot of people, right? Like you you connect with the shit that you can relate to. And um he's got a unique ability to do that, this song especially. Um, this is like the first time that he really talked positive about his dad too, right? Because like, yeah, all of a sudden on the first album we listened or the first playlist we listened to was sort of negative about his dad. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and you get that on on the songs that are not like included on that that first one that we did. Um, but yeah, like you, he references um a few different places, just like his childhood and growing up and paints a different picture. And then like Chuck said, like he really has that, that friendly, like, like your buddy approach, like, Hey man, like, was that you? Like, it looked just like you, you know what I mean? Like it just, um, it does have a, have a different casual positive vibe that we haven't seen yet when talking about his pops. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like that part where he says, um, he says, I, I got a whole house full of dreams and steps. I think you'd be impressed with the pieces I kept. You disappear, but the history is still here. That's why I try not to cry over spilled beer. 
I can't even get mad that you're gone. Leaving me was probably the best thing you ever taught me. It's like, man, it's like he grew a lot from like dealing with his dad's passing. That's crazy. But he says, um, he says, uh, a chip on my shoulder, anger in my veins. I had so much hatred. Now it brings me shame. I never thought about the world without you. And I promise that I'll never say a be- another bad word about you. But that's cool. Like he's coming up terms with his, like, like it's anger, right? Like he's, his, yeah. his, he, he, he held anger against his dad, you know, like, I don't know if it was suicide or what, but he's, he's, he's hinted at that in previous songs, like in his earlier works about like his dad, like kind of just checked out. And it's like, this is like him coming full circle and coming to terms with like forgiveness. You know what I mean? Like, cause it's, it, it's easy when someone takes himself away to like be angry. Right. It's like such a confusing time. And to, um, it's like, like your first reaction, like, wow, that's selfish as fuck. You know what I mean? Like, and, and then eventually you come to terms with this. Like, it's not even about you and your relationship with them. It's like, it, it, it's something entirely altogether. But like, it, it, it's, it's crazy to hear him. Like he's thinking out loud and, he, and he's sharing that, that, that part with them. Like, like who else writes songs like that? Like rappers, especially. Yeah. Oh, that's powerful. It's good. It's kind of, it's cool. It's cool to see that change over the years especially when you can do what we did and like take a bunch of years and cram them together in a playlist and you're like oh you can see the transition of this relationship and growing up as a person yeah yeah time heals right yeah man definitely does uh, um cool moving on yeah man in her music box, I think you originally picked this one as well, right? Yeah. I like I, it's a great pick, Chuck. Like it was not on my radar initially for this album. Um, I dropped two songs that I had for this album. I think it's a really good example of his storytelling, and it's a different storytelling, right? Because it's not like personal storytelling, but he there's like characters, right? Mm-hmm. It's not. It doesn't involve him because a lot of the songs leading up to this, like he tells a good story, but it's of the people that he's met, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if this is like about a person or if it's just a scenario, just a person he invented in his mind. But yeah, it's it's from the perspective of a little girl riding around with her daddy in the back of his back seat of his car, where he just cruises around and does knucklehead shit, probably selling drugs. From what it sounds like, you know, like he doesn't come out and say it, but he danced around the idea. Does sound like there's some drugs involved, yes. I absolutely think that there is uh drugs involved. Yeah, daddy knows people, he's important. The guy with the suit and tie they see at the court. And it seems like he ain't trying to talk to police. But at the car wash, they treat him like the star that she sees. They like Papa's big wheels. And the lollipop she gets makes her feel like a big deal. Not allowed to have it yet. Gotta sit still like the toy that she knows is gonna come with the kids' meal. She loves drive-through food, health conscious daddy buys her the juice, a little sip of soda builds the pride. Go ahead baby girl, don't spill those fries. Nuh-uh, Papa can't roll a messy office, compulsive in the way she laid them napkins all across the seat. Never puts her feet up on the upholstery, just kicks them side to side to the beat. On the radio. 
sings along like dad does She knows all the words, but she leaves out the bad ones bitch. She always sings the word bitch Cause it makes a daddy laugh, it's her magic trick And when daddy picks mommy up, they fight They fight about money, they fight about life So she concentrates so, so hard on the music And loses herself inside of the bass and the movement Daddies drive around, mommies work night shifts Sweet dreams, sleep little precious Lay down in that music box Yeah, well, she says, like, like when he's at the court, like, he, daddy's important. Like, he's at the court, that the people in the suit and tie wants to talk to him. He doesn't want to talk to the cops, but he wants to talk to the people with the suit and tie at the courthouse. They want to talk to him. And then it's like, it's like, yeah, they don't really, he doesn't want to talk to the police. But at the car wash, they treat him like the star that she sees. Yes. It's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like, he goes to the car wash and make his jobs. He goes, he's his people, you know? It's like, yo, they're like, they love her daddy, you know what I mean? It's like, it's just... It, 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 it's it's uh it, it's from a little girl's perspective in the backseat of a daddy's car cruising around town and well, like, I love, I, like, that's great i wrote that same lyric down man because the way i i i interpreted it was that he doesn't like to talk about talk to the police at the court but when the police see him at the car wash they're his friends <laughs> because it's the shady police going to the car wash, like doing shady things. Like, I don't know. I like that. Yeah. I don't know. I got a little girl. I was never driving around selling drugs with her in the back seat, but I know what it's like to cruise around with a little baby girl in the back seat while they center out music. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, dude, yeah, I, like I just yeah. picture my little girl in the back seat with little, two little pigtails, you know? <laughs> it's like, no, it's just a cool song. It's just, you know, telling the story through the, perspective of a child you know like three or four years old i uh i'm i i feel called out in the song a little uh he's talking about driving around with his his kids in the in the car and stopping to get fast food and he's a health conscious dad so he gets her the juice instead of the soda but he gives her a little sip like he lets like a little sip of soda builds a pride go ahead baby girl. Don't, yeah. don't spill those fries like, he gives her a little sip like hold on you can have a sip, just a taste. Yeah, you can have a sip, but, don't but otherwise fries, you're getting yeah. juice, which is like, the, you know, apple juice versus soda. Like, I, I think you're pretty, pretty even on sugar content there. But it's yeah. so funny because he's like it's calling a, out this like gesture, dude. Yeah, it's just yeah, like, yeah. yeah <laughs> like I'm so I'm guilty of that. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a good dad. I mean, never mind the fact I'm driving around selling drugs as my child. I get her the juice when we stop at the drive-thru. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because you can't be giving a kid soda. You got to get them juice because, you know, it's a healthy option. Yeah. There's, there's another song just, that comes out that came out like after this from a different album that we didn't add to the playlist. But the Good Daddy song, you heard that one, the Good Daddy off of Sackland, Bad, Bad Spring. Oh, I'm sure I have. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, it's another, it, it's like a fatherhood song, but it's like he's a dad getting his little baby boy out of the bathtub, you know, like drying him off. He's a cute little guy, you know, he brushes his hair, helps it dry quicker, all this. And he's like, so yeah, he puts him down to sleep. He lays him down gently, and then he goes downstairs to package heroin. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, goddamn. Like, you know, there's these scenarios of, you know, like fatherhood, but in a modern, not so clean context. You know, it's fucking life for like, a lot of people. I just like when he's pointing out that how you know she keeps the car neat. She's like, yeah, she never puts her feet on the upholstery. <laughs> I'm like, man, I wish my kid didn't put his feet on the upholstery. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> it's like, yeah, 
I know. It's better. It's so much better now than when they were little. But like my my old car, like the backs of both seats were just shoe prints in the winter. Oh my god! Like just, yeah, just fucking shoe prints. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like ah, and like their legs are short, you know, so they don't they don't quite hang down. And yeah, well, they're like wiping them on the back of the seat. Yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. know, it's like this little yep. girl doesn't. This little girl puts on napkin. She eats fries. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you know. That, like that, that well whole behaved. line, like the end of that verse is so dope. She says, she never puts her feet up on the upholstery, just kicks them side to side to the beat on the radio. She sings along like Dad does. She knows all the words, but she leaves out the bad ones. Except bitch. She always sings the word bitch, because it makes her daddy laugh. It's her magic trick. <laughs> but they, she says, And when daddy picks mommy up, they fight. They fight about money, they fight about life. So she concentrates so hard on the music and loses herself inside the bass in the movement. Bass in the movement is a song off of God Loves Ugly. So like like I said, he's always referencing all this shit. But yeah. It's just a little callback to his other shit. That's nope. a cool little song. Yeah, it is. It, it was, a great pick, that, man. That was the last one on that album, right? Yep. Yeah. Like that was like the 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 exclamation point slash period of the album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the final song on the album. No hidden track this time. Rob. Rob. Love that for us. Love that for us. Uh, And then we get into, so then the next four is all Chuck. Um, I totally was not even looking at Sad Clown Bad bad Year. And uh, I'm happy that you did. So uh, more Sad Clown Bad Dub stuff. Again, this is tour, tour albums, right? Yeah, it, it wasn't it, it wasn't bad dub, right? Like these weren't poor quality, poor recordings, right? Like the original Cyclone bad bad dub series were just bad recordings, like money to eat on the road kind of thing. But this was like these were EPs that dropped. So like it started out with summer was the first one that dropped, and then spring, fall, and winter after that. Actually, no, no, no. Summer first, then fall, winter, and spring was the last one that came out of that series. And eventually, like later on after that all came out, they I think maybe whenever they got released on streaming platforms, it became Sad Clown Bad Year, and they put all four EPs together into one album. Yeah, but yeah, but so uh, I don't know. Spring comes before summer, so that's why I put that one these these songs first. <laughs> so like it's not necessarily chronicolo- chronological in the order in which they were released, but. In terms of the seasons of the year, spring comes before summer, so I started with that one. Cool. I just put Carry Me Home on there because that was Wyatt's favorite song in this album. And I can't hear think about this song, this album without thinking about my buddy. That's a cool song too though. It's just about um adult relationships, right? It's different. Adult relationships, but also like the feeling of hopelessness as an as an adult, and it's kinda like uh call back to his childhood and his relationship with his mom and like feelings of vulnerability like as an adult like still going through a lot of the same problems it's like uh reflecting on like the downward cycle of his life you know what i mean like 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 whenever he's like when he's down and he's low and he's just like substance abuse and like self-destructive tendencies you know what i mean as far as like using and and like self-loathing kind of thing but he's also like it's also like it's kind of like a cry for help like mama like help me out kind of thing i don't know it's emotional it's vulnerable slug like he's this is him like being introspective and um talking about his like mental state which is like a common theme in his a lot of his music i don't know it's just a cool song this is Namo's favorite song so that's why i put it on there 
That's great. He remembers a little bit of his childhood. Sometimes bad, sometimes good. But he never was one to blame today's gray sky on last week's way. So he sees everything face value. Looks grim. It tastes bad too. There's nothing to do except do push down the wall to get carried. It's cool, no, it's different. Yeah, it is different. It's funny because I I don't really remember the lyrics, like the verses as much on this one. Uh it's just the carry me home like and and his his breakdowns in the chorus like always stand out tomorrow he'll drink to the guilt of every cheap wooden bridge that he's built bury those skeletons in his head till you pick him up carry him to bed now i think it's just because i i like the song but it, it like you know it isn't like a like a smart went crazy you know energy wise for me that's different um no it's good though it is like piano I'm trying, I'm trying to find this one um this one lyric it says um uh swimming through alcohol women get some gold spray paint for that lemon which is like a reference to the previous album <laughs> like if life gives you lemons you just paint that shit gold which the album cover it's just a basic album cover but it shows a lemon Spray painted gold. It says everything he's got is not a given. Rock bottom on the flip side of top billing, which is like a callback to top billing the um by Master Ace, like the twelve inch. But yeah. Um uh, he says, I'm not a victim, fuck the sympathy, figure it out and kill the bitch in me. Pour a little liquor out and call it a victory. They said the sky was limit free. I don't know, it's just a little thing. He's just talking about his adult issues, I guess. But um it's a pretty cool song. No, it is for sure. And I like the little hook at the end. It's pretty cool. Like the little, the way it rides out. It's pretty cool. And then we move on to Not Another Day. Yeah, more storytelling. Yeah, it's a really... I Again, I feel like the intro to that is a, like an old 60s or 70s uh, beat from like R&B, but I can't actually place it. It's, it annoys me a little bit that I can't place it, but uh, I do think it's fantastic. at 506 that's in the a.m for all you little trust fund kids and it's a 45 minute trip if she ain't in by six she'll catch another pink slip and that's three and that means fire the coffee thermos in the purse to help her keep quiet the daycare where she drops the baby off thank god it's on the same block as the bus stop for 5 30 she's halfway there and her back already hurts from the bus's plastic chair live to work to live to work to live gotta feed the kid and give it all she's got to give plus she's trying to catch a little overtime if she stays till four she could be home by five 
Shuts her eyes for the rest of the route And keeps her headphones loud to drown everything out But the same old song Another day of the same old song Yeah, I, I like this one too I really I like the In the background as he's rapping Like the Whoa Oh not another day Like it, it works really well Yeah I don't know who sings that part of the hook But oh, It's just cool It's like it's 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 like three different verses with three pers- different stories of people. It's like first one's like a single mom, yeah, like dealing with the dealing with being a single mom riding the bus on her way to work. You know what I mean? Like uh, as it relates to childcare, like dropping a kid off. You know, it's like just fucking burnout. You know what I mean? Like just grinding, just fucking grinding. You know, like still like just just keeping her head afloat for the sake of her kid. It's like it's like one type of it's like a bad day, right? It's like not another day, you know. It's like it just talks about the monotony of life. How we just like keep going through it, and like everybody's got their own little struggle. And just talks it like highlights three different people's struggle. Like that's the first verse, and the second verse is uh, is about a kid being bullied in school, right? right like yeah. he just fucking he he can't handle it. He's just constantly like kids on the bus and in the hallways, and how he talks about like maybe how he thinks about. He's like yeah, like what does he say? He's like. Sometimes he looks at his bruises and wants to come to school like with with the gun, like them kids on the news did. But nah, man, those kids don't—they don't deserve to die. He's the type that couldn't even murder a fly. I guess you get used to life. Maybe that's why he refuses to cry. Takes it on the chin, takes it in stride. Like he just goes on about this this story about this kid that's being bullied and how he's he's a child, but he has a rough day just like anyone else, you know. And then the last ones is about a homeless guy that is going through, you know, like. <laughs> being homeless <laughs> right and it's uh i don't know just just a bad day for everyone you know like just the perspective like storytelling from a perspective of three different people and how they all have different lives but we can all kind of relate to one way or another that was a pretty cool song i i'm really really happy that you added this this song man um i actually wrote a note for this particular song that says i'm really happy that chuck picked all of these songs um, I I feel like the vibe of this could almost be a God Loves Ugly song. Like it fits with that theme and that vibe of that album so much of mm. that, just like the struggle, you know, and like, mm. I don't know. It just, I, I get that vibe from this. Um, but I think it's again, like. I, I feel like a broken record saying it, but it's such a good example of his ability to tell a story, paint a picture and put you in someone's struggle. Like you're not only envisioning what they're doing, but like all the emotions and feelings. And you're just like consumed by the picture that he's painting as he's telling the story of these people, man, and and the struggle and. Uh, it's mm-hmm. just it's so fucking great, dude. You did such a good job picking these four songs, but um, yeah, every time I listen to this one, I'm like, God, I'm so happy that you added this 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 album to this because this is again, it's not a studio recording. It's not the best, you know. The you can tell the difference of the quality between these four songs and some of the other ones, but it's just I don't know. There's a lot of a lot of emotion and feeling in this one. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, in the end, like, 
that's what makes Slug one of the most popular, like Atmosphere, one of the most popular rap groups. Like people that don't listen to rap like Atmosphere, like that's kind of been their thing is like their crossover appeal because it's like it's it, it we're fucking humans, man. Like we're all like deal with like while the circumstances may be slightly different you know we're all we're all humans we're all like going through the same shit through different degrees you know what i mean and 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 then we connect through 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 like stories and and being able to relate to different experiences and slugs like especially great doing that because he's willing to like acknowledge these like thoughts and feelings and, and that and otherwise be vulnerable right like not a lot of like famous people or like rappers especially are willing to be vulnerable or to be empathetic and be able to put themselves in other people's shoes and like talk about like their struggles like like he's like speaking like from other people's perspective like it's his own pain and um these are just stories he's making up but it's like these are things that we all connect to which is kind of like the which is why it appeals to so many people why he's like one of like the most popular to do why he made that crossover appeal like he started out doing like little tiny shows like in the midwest right playing college campuses and fucking little 50 person venues and shit you know and then like and he's mad prolific and you know he's like he's been a big deal for a long time fuck he's gonna be here in town on sunday here he's playing a show like on sunday here in albuquerque yeah <laughs> like he's still doing it man 51 years old like fucking what overcast came out what like was it 96 97 98 something, something, something like, like that. that yeah yeah i mean shit <clears throat> yeah. 25 year rap career i mean not a lot of people are successful for 25 years touring but yeah. And it helps that he owns a record label. Yeah. Um, okay. Well then let's let's uh you know we go from not another day to sunshine. Like totally flip the uh vibe and uh yeah. br- bring you some fresh prince of Bel Air atmosphere. <laughs> Ain't no way to explain or say how painful the hangover was today. In front of the toilet, hands and knees, trying to breathe in between the dry heaves. My baby made me some coffee, afraid that if I drink some, it's probably coming right back out me. Couple of Advil, relax and chill, at a standstill with how bad I feel. Think I need to smell fresh air So I stepped out the back door and fell down the stairs The sunlight hit me dead in the eye Like it's mad that I gave half the day to last night My bad sight made me trip on my ass Right into that patch of grass Like that's life All of a sudden, I realized something The weather is amazing, even the birds are bumping Stood up and took a look and a breath And there's that bike that I forgot that I possessed Never really seen exercise as friendly But I think something's telling me to ride that 10 speed the brakes are broken that's all right the tires got air and the chain seems tight huh. hopped on it felt the summertime it reminds me of one of them moosab lines like sunshine sunshine is fine i feel it in my skin warming up my mind sometimes you gotta give in to win i love the days when it shines whoa let it shine Sunshine, sunshine is fine I feel it in my skin, warming up my mind Sometimes you gotta give in to win I love the days when it shines Whoa, let it shine A, a classic, this is a classic I mean, that in my eyes, this is a this is one of the Atmosphere classics That naked piano at the beginning is so good Yep, it's basically just a basic little melody I mean, this is like the most popular song on Apple Music yeah. But yeah, it's like, do wakes up from a hangover, 
He's like, you know what? I'm going to go ride this fucking bike. And he just starts cruising around in the summertime. And it's like, and just being outside and enjoying life, like everything. It just kind of like, he just had to get outside and just step away from himself and just remember what it's like to be alive, you know, that kind of thing. It's a pretty cool little song. It's a different vibe altogether from the last one for sure. Yeah, I really, I, I really love how this song starts off. Like just, just like painting the picture of waking up hungover and like getting some coffee and I need some fresh air. Like I feel like shit and just rolling down the fucking stairs into the yard. It's just, I don't know, man. I've been there. I've, I've, I've greeted that Sunday more times than I want to admit. <laughs> yeah. I like that shit where he says, so I stepped out the back door and fell down the stairs. The sunlight hit me dead in the eye like it's mad that I gave half the day to last night. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, how fucking dare you waste half of me because you're fucking shit faced <clears throat> last night. Like, like here, take this fucking sunshine. You're fucking late. You know what I mean? Like, like the sun was mad at him for giving half of the day to last night. That's a pretty cool little poetic line. But yeah, it's, it's cool. It's just sometimes you need I don't, grounding. I don't get you know the... I don't get the like desire to ride a bike when you're hungover though. <laughs> like that's where you lost me. <laughs> I, do, you I was like, what? I was like, <laughs> yeah. If you are hungover, working out, and having water can actually dramatically change your day. I I don't. I, I'm with you. Like getting off the sofa and doing anything besides eating like greasy food and. And just laying there and being worthless, which is typically what I do. Uh, but those times where I have gone for a run or gone for a bike ride, like dramatically changes the day. Oh, it's slow, oh. though. It's a, just like at the song, dude. It's a slow <laughs> roll to greatness. It's not all at once. It's like, you know, I don't know. I, I'll buy the water. Spit <laughs> it out, man. Yeah, <laughs> always. I just threw me for a loop and he's like, I don't know, something told me I should just ride this bike. Like, it looks like it works. <laughs> like, like, I don't think you should go on that bike, man. <laughs> anyway. Uh, that's yeah, a good the, song. The bike kind of, the kind of, the bike part kind of like, it, it's kind of sketchy because he's like, um, the brakes are broken. It's all right. <laughs> the tires got air and the chain seems tight. <laughs> Like the brakes don't work. <laughs> like you don't have any brakes, <laughs> and and like, how long has this bike been sitting? I mean, really? Like, I feel like this this is not a well maintained bike. It's a it's been a hot minute. That bike's been out there. <laughs> it's been in the backyard for a minute. I agree with you. This is this this bike has been weathered all summer long. But you, you know what? I'll tell you what the the bike ride works out for him. It does. So it, you don't need brakes. Yeah. I think it goes fantastically I, for him. I think really the the point of the song is just that you can bike ride without brakes. And he didn't say shit about a helmet. He doesn't ever talk about stopping though. <laughs> does he? That is true. That's true. He's just cruising. Maybe that's the ticket. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's yeah. Yeah. Ticket. You just ride your bike. We you don't have to stop. So. Yeah. You, you <laughs> just go forward. Well, he's in Minneapolis, dude. So those bike paths everywhere. Yeah. That's I used to have a bike with no brakes. You have to stick your foot in like the front tire, like in the 
tell you to tell you would stop it. Like not like you have to be careful. Yeah. I don't want to jam it in there. You sort of step on your front tire and that slows it down. I, I usually do I, it behind me. Like, like you put your foot, like you wedge your foot between like the back oh, of the, the seat back? and the wheel. Okay. Yeah, that's what we would do. So like your foot but, just kind of wedges in there. But you have to be careful because you want to get your tire as it's exiting the frame, not as it's entering the frame. Like I made that mistake when I was little. Like because we realized that you could put your foot on the back tire as it's exiting the frame, right, and slow down. But if you do it down low as it's entering the frame, it'll just grab your fucking shoe and jam it in there and stop the tire and you have mm. bad time. Yeah, you don't want to. Yeah, you don't want to stick your foot right there. That's not great for anybody. But no. when you get yeah. it slow enough, that's how you actually stop. Yeah, just go right in there. I love the industry has us talking about the physics of stopping a bike without brakes on it. <laughs> 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 or you can do like the fishtail. That was the other thing you could do. But <laughs> I was never good at that. You gotta have loose dirt. Like I was only trying to do the like power slide stop, like if there's gravel. <laughs> I feel like that was like a BMX thing, right? You just wouldn't have like brakes on it for some reason. On like a BMX bike, or maybe it was just like my the, bike. Like the freestyle, like flat. That was the, they call it the, the flat yeah. ground tricks. Where yeah. they do people to fucking spin the shit around and like. Well, like know. if you if you didn't have one of the dyno comps that had like the. The 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 front wheel that remember like the brakes had the little disc yeah, contraption right, 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 so right, that right, it could yeah. spin oh, so three sixty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 for those that don't know. Yeah. So so like Great if you were like me and, and yeah, twisting my hands, guys. I'm twisting my hands. Uh, <laughs> so, so, so put your put your fingertips together in a vertical motion and then twist them in opposite directions, like you're yeah, trying to. Yeah, yeah, yeah like that. Every one of those. Yeah, yeah. I ever like I really want people to do this like make cups with both of your hands so your your fingers are pointing at each other and then twist in opposite directions like you're you need one of those your yeah, you want a bike like that yeah. yeah yeah like there's like like those Russian tea dolls and you're trying to get it get it open because you know there's a smaller one inside mm. yes um great podcasting oh fuck I forgot what I was gonna say all right well <laughs> it's a cool song yes yeah. Oh, bikes with no brakes. Freestyle bikes. If you weren't rich enough to own one of those bikes and all of your bikes were hand-me-downs like mine, you might opt not to have the brake lines on your bike so you can spin your front tire around. That seems reasonable. Yeah, that's probably a bad idea. Okay, moving on. Sunshine's great song. Uh, last but not least, don't forget... Still dark when Mark arrived, maybe 6.45 in the morning time. Huh. In the 10th grade, we was tight friends, but neither of us had a driver's license. His aunt was a flight attendant, and she'd leave town with a Cadillac unattended. So we used to get tempted, that intense tendency to tend to what we wasn't meant to. We would skip out on class and shit to go visit other schools, just trying to act cool. And looking back, I have to laugh at it, cause all we did was burn up gas and flunk math. Food. But still, it was super ill. I mean, two teenagers in a new Seville with 1987 in the tape deck. That was a part of my life that I'll never forget. It went. Yeah. Remember how, like, the last podcast you were talking about atmosphere as a whole, and you think, like, you said, like, I feel like some of these songs were written about me and my life exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like that's that's this song for me. Like. <laughs> I, I feel like Puppets is talking talking about about my life when I listen to Puppets. So yes, 
Okay, yeah. Hey, don't forget. Yes. Yeah, but it's the first line. It was still dark when Mark arrived, maybe 6.45 in the morning time. First of all, when I was a sophomore, my cousin's friend Mark used to come pick me up in the morning. So that part rings true. But like, <laughs> it, 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 it's about a friend that like picks him up and they go riding around doing dumb shit instead of going to school. And I was not the guy that would come, that would get picked up. I was the guy that I would go and pick up my friend Josh, my best friend that we, that I told you passed. But yeah, that was like our thing. Like, I got my license. I was a year older than him. I had my license first. He used to get like a monthly disbursement, like from his dad, like child support or whatever. And his mom used to just give him the money, whatever. Like, yeah, whatever. Here, just this is your money. You can do whatever you want with it. I remember, like, he would like, like, hey, uh, come pick me up. I'll fill up a gas tank. You know, we just go do knucklehead shit. You know, I just go pick him up. I like sneak out in the middle of the night, take my mom's car. Like, I I pop it in neutral, roll it down the back of the driveway, and then started at the bottom of the hill you know what i mean so she would know that i stole her car and then just be out all nights of the hour <laughs> it's just doing dumb shit just riding around just doing dumb knucklehead shit in 10th grade like that was the song was about my fucking 10th grade year like i'd have to go my license but instead of mark it was josh and instead of his mom's cadillac we were driving around my mom's chrysler concord you remember those chrysler concords remember the dodge intrepid remember those oh, i remember I dodge do, yeah. intrepids yeah so the Chrysler Concord was like the 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 Chrysler GM equivalent of the Dodge and Shepard. So it was like not sporty or mus- muscle car, but it was like mom's oh yeah, Dodge- it was mom's Dodge and Shepard. Had and the, it was the like, bubble lights. No, you're front. thinking Dodge. No, that's the Dodge Neon. No, no, no. It had like the three, the three lights up front. I think you're thinking the Pontiac Grand Am. It was the Dodge I'm lo- version. I'm looking the, at it. Oh, you're looking the at the old. Chrysler. Of the old Cutlass, really? Oh, are you? Are, same... did, yeah. Did did you have the square headlights? Mm. Oh, I bet you had the square headlights. Okay. You're oh, talking yeah. older. You're talking nineties, because the two thousands yeah, had like the this, bubbles. No, it, yeah, this was like nineties. So, I'm sorry. Yes. Go this on. was like yeah. So this was when I was sixteen. This was like 1998. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was like no, like early ninety nine. I got yeah. my license in ninety nine. I remember like early ninety nine. But yeah. Driving around my mom's Chrysler Concord. <laughs> it was, I think, it was a '96, maybe '97, maybe if that. But so, yeah. like that the image that I put in chat. Probably. Probably. Oh, Dude, I remember. Yes, the, yes that, that, that the, down to the color the and everything. Car. <laughs> that is yeah, the exact car. Like they had the two. They had like the two-tone colors, like with that yeah. gray on the bottom. Are you sure I'm not in the driver's seat of that car? That might be it. <laughs> literally me. This is my face in this car. <laughs> yeah, the windows are fogged because we're smoking marijuana. Yes, that's us. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, that was uh, that was some fucking tenth grade knucklehead shit driving around Josh Walby being dumb. Uh like there's so many things in this in this song um, that are about our youth just because like i said earlier we all kind of grew up around the same time uh like dubbing songs off the radio like did you guys do that because we did that shit oh, yeah. we we oh, fucking yeah. made our own mixtapes off the radio um oh, man. yeah man like so like just trying to catch that fucking song and hit record at the right time so it's not too late and mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah oh, yeah We'd miss like the first five seconds. It's just like, well, that's how it is. That song just doesn't have a first five seconds in my memory. Forever it will last there is nope. not having it. Can't yeah, nope. mix tapes. 
but mixtapes and then and then also to chuck's point like just getting your license like we dude we used to go out um in our later high school years and we would just like jump in the car at like 10 o'clock at night and just smoke weed and just drive around minneapolis and st paul and the suburbs and uh we we even invented a game called what where the fuck are we where there'd be three of us and one person would just lay down in the back seat for like 25 minutes and then they would have to guess where we were after the 25 minutes were done and that person's <laughs> job was to just lay in the back seat and smoke weed and all you could do is look at the lights and the street lights as you drove around the city you had to try mm-hmm. and guess where we were where the uh, fuck are we yeah yeah and we just like just fucking listen to music just drive around the city at like you know 10 o'clock midnight two in the morning just fucking still just driving around dude Listen to music. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. awesome. I love that line. He says, uh, he says, we would skip out on class and shit to go visit other schools just trying to act cool. And looking <laughs> back, I had to laugh at it because all we did was burn up gas to flunk math. <laughs> it's like, yeah. like, dude, that's what we like. Just like, oh, yeah. we don't wanna, we're not going to go to our school. We, we, we're ditching <clears> school. We're not going to go to our school. Like, let's go to Valley or let's go to West Mesa. You know what I mean? Like, we'll be the other kids. You know, like, we're not, we're not there. We're just going to go try to look cool in front of these other schools and talk to girls and just doing oh, dumb man. shit but looking dude. back they will laugh at it because all we did was burn up gas and flunk math like literally fucking math summer school like totally two years it. of my high school yeah did you ever do that though did, did, did you ever try and go to another school when you skip school like go we, inside the school no we would just no park no but park we did like that. that like like we we left school we're like <laughs> where should we go we had these friends at a private school we're like well let's just go cruise the private school like, you know, we're out of school. Like, we'll what fucking see what's up to them, right? They're in private school. Like, they'll, yeah. And then, and then you fucking get there and you're in the car and you're like not thinking this through because you're a fucking teenager and you're like, oh shit. Like, there's not, what, what the fuck are we doing here? There's nothing to do at this. <laughs> like, we're in the parking lot of the school. Like, why are we even here? Like, let's get the fuck out of here. Like, there's, what are you, what are you thinking? Like, everyone's That's in school. Funny. No one's going to fucking see you. <laughs> <laughs> oh know. man uh, I just think it's cool he's just talking about his childhood and he says like in the beginning of verse 3 he says and we were just a couple of kids it was right around the time the same time that nobody was beating the biz as in a reference to biz Marquis, the song nobody beats the biz that's cool he's just that's look just shout out to the biz Marquis, the late great biz Marquis, who follows me on twitter nobody can take that away from me Bismarcky follows me on Twitter. Rest in peace. Awesome. That's uh <laughs> that I think uh covers for what's his name? Uh <laughs> Mike Evans blocking blocking Mike Twitter. Evans blocking <laughs> <laughs> Mike Evans blocks me, but Biz follows me, so that's uh, uh it, it comes down the wash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Years from now, song. we're gonna know who Biz Marquis was. <laughs> we're not gonna know who Mike Evans is anymore. Hey man, he's on the Hall of Fame track, bro. He might he might be immortalizing Kent. We'll see, dude. Guys, um, numbers don't lie. Anyways, it was a cool on. song. I just like the girls reminded me of being yeah. a fucking dumb high school kid at getting my license in tenth grade and just driving around being stupid. Because everybody should do that. Uh so like it, it's it's silly because I literally have a note on here telling me to talk about how slug can tell stories and paint pictures and get you involved in the song. And that's literally all I feel like I've said about every fucking song we've talked about tonight. So, um, my notes are really helping me here, guys. Um, 
<laughs> okay, so moving on, uh, we have the next song is The Best Day, which is also a very popular song of Atmospheres, uh, 38 million um, plays. This is off the album from 2010, To All My Friends, Blood Makes the Blade Holy, the Atmosphere EP. Can't dance with an upset stomach. The overdraft notices just kept coming. Somebody broke into the porch, a stolen chair. Top of your head stopped growing hair. Broken glass, computer crash. The car won't start and the tires went flat. Dog got loose, brought back a dead cat. Daughter found it and had a panic attack. Plus you ain't had sex in how long? Afraid to admit that the fire's all gone. The better half is talking about separate. You wish you could take it back to yesterday. You're not alone. It's hard as hell. But don't waste no time feeling sorry for self. We'll be right here with you through your war. Cause you're the one that we make this music for. And I turn it up. Every day can't be the best day. Do what you can right now. Don't hesitate. That's why we try to make love and get paid. Take the bad with the good. Now let's play. Every day can't be the best day. Do what you can right now. Don't hesitate. That's why we try to make love and get paid. Take the bad with the good. Now let's play. Again, like positive energy. I feel like I feel like it's a the, like the the key stabs right. Like it's setting. It, it, setting that beat this is like a cross between sunshine and not another day (laughs) it's like the transition between not another day like having a terrible day like whether you hate your job or you hate your school or you hate your partner whatever and then it's like but it gives you like it goes into sunshine you know what i mean it's like from (laughs) bad day to good it's it's like you take those two songs and put them together, you get this one. Even with the music shit, dude. Think about it. I think all three of them, like the first two lines are, well, I just woke up <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and like my head hurts or I just woke up and it's 5 a.m. <laughs> yep. Uh, that's fucking great. Wow, Chuck. That's great. <laughs> that's great. Um, I like the beat in this one. I like uppity beats. And it's I like pianos. Very, uh, yeah, it's up. Um, I gotta be very forthright. Um, all these songs, yeah, like starting with this one to the rest of the playlist, like this is the atmosphere that I'm not familiar with. This is why I defer to Fluffy. Like, hey, everything after this stuff, I'll tell you, bud, because I don't know what I can't. I can't speak on these ones. <laughs> yeah, but like okay. I heard these. I heard the. I'm new to these ones, just like Cliff and and Rob. Honestly, uh, we start getting once we get into the fluffy picks. They're ones that I'm a little bit more familiar with because he ends up putting those on the uh, playlist. So I've heard them a, a lot more. There you go. Cool. Uh, I, li- I I like this one. It's positive. It's upbeat. Uh, anything else? Yeah. Anyone wants to? He always like bounces around too with like different. Like it'll be like about a guy like with kids, and then it'll be like about a kid in school. You know, good mm-hmm. or bad, right? He kind of like bounces around with different. It's kind of interesting how he kind of um it'll be some old lady or something you know yeah it's like the um, first like one he raps here about work. like someone in school just like man this school sucks you know i'm tired of going to school you know but nothing like both, terrible buddy. just you and me both. just the every typical yeah yeah <laughs> and then like just having a kid like the challenge of having a kid you know mm-hmm. i just identify with the kid stuff and the school stuff a lot <laughs> yeah 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 like the first verse about a guy who doesn't want to go to work 
Yeah. Second verse about someone someone doesn't want to go to school. Third verse about like a dude getting old. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But it's okay or whatever. Every day can't be the best day. Do what you can right now. Don't hesitate. You know, it's like, it has an uplifting end to it. It's like, yeah, it's it's not every day is bad. Every day can't be the best day. Yep. Ups and downs, man. <laughs> Broken glass, computer crash, car won't start, tires went flat, dog got loose, brought back a dead cat, daughter found it and had a panic attack. <laughs> and he ain't had sex in how long? <laughs> like on top. And like, I like that. I love that, like the way he says that, the way he delivers yeah. that, like, like on top of that. <laughs> fucking no release. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Um, that was the only one from that album. And then we jumped to Cellsiders. Uh came out in 2014. Cellsiders is a reference. Uh Cellside um is is commonly used for southern Minneapolis, at least in atmosphere songs. Um he references it quite a bit because that's where he lives now and that's where he grew up. Um and we start with bitter. Uh, and the, when this album first came out, like I really, it took me a couple listens to like really get into it because it's a very different style. It felt like of of atmosphere that I wasn't used to. Um, but now I really like it. Everything used to be so good then. Now it seems like you're mad at my footprints. I'm only trying to scribble in the book, man. It's not my fault that y'all couldn't. You must have a lot of free time. Otherwise, why are you trying to see mine? Strain your neck, let the blame project. But don't give yourself the same respect. So independent, but undependable. We're all getting old. Now take a mental note and stop being so covetous. The crime is the punishment. Now run and get a sliver of dignity. You ain't gotta be a figure of misery. You don't wanna be a victim to victory. Listening to a bittersweet symphony. Uh, you're so bitter. You're cold as a river in the winter. This one is to recognize you. Your jealousy um, this needs was... an anthem too. You're so bitter. We've been singing Atmosphere's praises for two playlists now. And, and we're, we're, we're cherry picking our favorite songs. Um, like any artist, I think Atmosphere, they're not, um, it's not like they've had an absolutely flawless career without a couple clunkers, right? Like, yeah. in my opinion, like this is one of the, this is one of the clunkers in terms of like, like the, there's not a whole lot in terms of the beat going on. It sounds like a, like a minimalist kind of metronome and just a drum loop. Like there's not a whole lot like musically going on. And it's like, it's not my favorite personally, but I mean. Teacher, it's like I mean maybe it's just because it has like a negative tone, like talking about just like dumb people and petty fucking haters. You know what I mean? Like bitter people. And you guys remember Dominic, right? Dom Life, when we talked about his album, the yep. Play with the Knowledge of Self. And he 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 said something to me a long time ago that like that have kind of like stuck with me. And it, and he talked about like how in the context how he never wrote a diss song, like he never wrote a song about like another person he had a beef with. He's like, it's just a waste of energy. It's like, I'm not going to do something creative for somebody that's not worth it. Like, they don't deserve my creative energy kind of thing. And, like, that kind of, like, resonated with me in life, right? And, and as it relates to this song, like, I can't relate to a song about a bitter person because they just don't exist to me, right? Like, they don't have any impact on my life. 
So I just think it's, I don't know, just the idea of, of giving energy to people that are not worth your time. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Shitty, shitty people are shitty. Shitty people are shitty. I mean, and that's what the song is, right? It's people being insecure, people smiling to your face and not actually being happy for you, talking shit behind your back, you know, fake friends. Like, that's what it is, right? Yeah, I guess it's just the hook I don't like for as far as, like, the song overall. That's not my favorite. But, yeah. All right, well, then, um, let's go on to the next one because I feel like the next song, which is Flicker off the same album... Uh, I hope, I hope this one spoke to you, Chuck. I hope, mm-hmm. I hope you, you know, cause yeah. it, I, I think it's pretty, pretty fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, so this song is about idea. Yeah. Of, of idea and abilities. Um, idea and abilities were label mates of atmosphere with rhyme stairs. Um, they were close friends toured together. Um, and then this is about ideas passing. It was, uh, what was it, like a drug-related overdose or, yeah, I don't know. So it was uh, a song about losing a friend. Yep. I mean, I don't know if it was was pills or heroin, but it was opioids. Yeah, it was something. Yeah. Yeah, It Uh, was something, and it was like... Yeah, he, it was kind of like shrouded in mystery for a while. We we didn't like nobody knew like right away. It took a while like before they found out like what actually happened. But it was like ideas that. But um, it's like very personal for Slug. Like he's talking about their relationship, like their 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 friendship. So it's like like while I can relate to it as as as, as my own friends, it's like he's talking. He's telling a story specific to their relationship, and I think it's kind of funny. Like the things that he references. But yeah, idea was a really great lyricist. Man, that dude was crazy. Like, like good crazy. Like good crazy, and uh, he was a little bad crazy too. I guess you could say <laughs> <laughs> he was. He was a little bit of both. A little bit of both. He, I, I most likely will do the Smile album at some point. Um, it was I. It was the album that really pulled me into idea and abilities. It was unfortunately the last album that they did because he died shortly after that album came out, which was too bad because that album was a master. Well, it's just a masterpiece, dude. It's so fucking good. Um, I never listened to that one. But, um, oh, it's so good. Their album, Firstborn, their first album, Firstborn, was like, that was my... Uh, that was like right there. Like as I was learning atmosphere, I was also at the same time learning idea and abilities and living legends and a tons of other people. But, but, um, firstborn, like idea, like he's a whole other topic in his own, but that guy was like, he was definitely like the most skilled lyricist out of the whole rhyme series crew. And his, his shit was so complex and he was so like enigmatic in a lot of ways. But he was like, like he would talk about shit, like, like, like what rappers were talking about, like quantum physics and existentialism in 1999. Like, fucking, they weren't. <laughs> like, that was idea and abilities. That was idea. That dude was on some other shit. And he was, he was like uh, an amazing, amazing freestyler and battle rapper. Yeah, he won all um, kinds of like awards, like, like, like uh, all kinds of like battles. Yeah, was, like Scribble won- Jam was like his big one. Yeah, he won. I mean, you're you're talking about a dude who was winning rap battles at the same time when Eminem was winning rap battles. 
Like yeah, he was very like, much on that exact same that level, same doing the exact same thing Eminem was doing. It was like Eminem, um, idea, ability, or idea, um, juice. Yeah. He was another one in that time. Like that was like, yeah, like peak underground hip hop backpack, backpack, uh, backpacker rap, fucking like like battles and festivals and like big uh, like events with just a bunch of fucking hip hop dorks like trying to be the be better than the other one. But yeah, idea was super talented, and this song is about him. Yep, um, uh, he and has, their relationship. He has, uh, um, I mean, God, I love this whole fucking song. Um, he has a line in here uh, in the first verse: uh, "You know me, you know I'm a control freak. Who told you you could die before me? Gone, another dog lost to the wild. I feel like a snot-nosed child." And when I hear you, your smile outlined in sadness pokes holes in the magic you taught jokes to the clowns. Um, and I just I love the and when I hear your smile, because that was his last album that he made and he died like right as that was releasing. So like he's he's like sitting there grieving for his friend who passed listening to a brand new album that his friend just released. A lot of people thought that we were actually brothers. You know me. You know I'm a control freak Who told you you could die before me? Gone, another dog lost to the wild I feel like a snot-nosed child And when I hear your smile, it's outlined in sadness You poked holes in the magic You taught jokes to the clowns That never learned how to appreciate the lights Before the bulbs burns out Flicker You know, it, 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 you just said that that last part. He says he taught jokes to the clowns. Is like, is he referring to himself? You know, we've gone through like how, how Slug refers to himself as a sad clown. Oh, he taught absolutely. jokes to the clowns. That's cool yeah. that he referenced that. But like at the end, like the last verse, he says like, um, he says, "You're easily one of the best people I love." Now I'm trying to write a song for a dead songwriter that wrote their own songs about life and death. Like as in referring yeah. to firstborn and his existentialism, talking about these things. He says, "And every breath is full of self-awareness. Don't ever be afraid to be embarrassed." So I wrote these words to describe what I cry about. But I'm certain if you were here right now, you'd ridicule these lyrics. You'd hate this chorus. You'd pr- you'd probably tell me that the concept is too straightforward. Like like that's fucking idea right there. That's yeah. him. It's like 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 you'd ridicule these lyrics. You'd hate this chorus. It's like what the fuck is like he would hate this song because it's like so different right like that's not like it's like such a different vibe from my abilities like they like he has maybe one song that can get kind of close to this on the oliver hart album that song uh here for you by idea and ability by idea um that's the only thing that's remotely musically close to the song but it's like he said you ridicule these lyrics you hate this chorus you'd probably tell me that the concept is too straightforward because idea was like layers of like metaphors and, and, and like all these like it requires like interpretation right like you don't just get to, you can't just listen to an album one time through and understand what the fuck he's talking about like the same way the aesop rock is like yeah complex, i was gonna like say that. Like, it's aesop rock is, type shit yeah but like more yeah. it's it's faster and um a lot more um lyrical framework i guess you could say like aesop is a lot more abstract and he bends the rules like uh, like the musical rules of rap and measures and and, and rhyme schemes whereas idea was more um traditional i guess you could say yeah but like 
while he's more traditional in the sense of like his format for his for his lyrics he was more he was a very abstract the required interpretation he says yeah you you ridicule these lyrics you probably tell me the concept is too straightforward <laughs> like that's fucking idea I, yeah. I'm on, I, I'm gonna play that whole third verse because I there's like even before that dude like uh, when he's like and I'm missing you but I ain't gonna lie the distance grew between I and I like just like, like I, even as an idea idea like I yeah, and as an I idea. myself yeah between I and I myself yeah yeah it's it's great um no I love that I love that third third verse man. It is, it is just great. Yeah, I've been thinking, you already know. Do I look exhausted? Probably so. I don't get much sleep. I'm not sick, I'm fine. I'm just trying to make the most of this limited time. And I'm missing you, but I ain't gonna lie. The distance grew between I and I. And at the end, even though we didn't speak enough, you were easily one of the best people I've loved. And now I'm trying to write a song for a dead songwriter that wrote their own songs about life and death. And every breath is full of self-awareness don't ever be afraid to be embarrassed so i wrote these words to describe what i cry about but i'm certain if you were here right now you'd ridicule these lyrics you'd hate this chorus and probably tell me that the concept is too straightforward flicker Too bad he passed, but I'm glad that it's rad that Slug made this song, uh, you know, for idea. Yep. I wish I could find his my favorite song, his, but it's not. You can't find it on streaming platforms. But it's a really great. To get, well, get an idea. there's your your homework for tomorrow. Go listen to the Smile album from Idea and Abilities. Word. Uh, okay. Um, moving on. Um. The final song is Salt Satters. Let me know that you know what you want now. So don't mind if I drive with the top down. Let me know that you know what you want now. Dashboard ain't clean as it was back before I first took the last seat on this bus. But the children dance when we beat the drums, and they still understand while we speak in tongues. All city, American built. A pocket full of cash, take care of the guilt. The crabs all clash in a barrel of milk. But when they clear the snow, I'ma steer the Seville. It goes, look for the sign, wait for the right time. A lifetime to outlive the nighttime. And when the paint chips fall, gonna find my name on the wall with the crown and the skyline. I keep that on the back Another of take on sunshine. Like positive again. Right? That's what I that's how I feel. As a happiness sunshine vibe to it not necessarily mm. what he's talking about but yeah this song was a little different wisdom wisdom slug yeah for sure it sounded like was it sunshine one of the other songs that sounded a lot like it the music yeah yeah Is it like sunshine? A, yeah yeah the piano yeah a br- bright the piano p- yeah. yeah i thought you i thought you you put the same song on twice again. She did it to us twice. After, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't it, only because I was looking out for it now. <laughs> after, after you got me the first time. Yeah, I don't know. I just it just it's it's a good song. Like it's got kind of a catchy chorus. Like, do you want respect or do you want truth? 
I like the line. We're trying to get ahead before we get a headstone. It's kind of cool. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It just seemed like a happy song, so I added it. I don't have much much else. We could just let it play and move on. A quick poll would do you want respect or do you want truth? I'll, I'll take truth. <laughs> uh, so next we go to uh, This Lonely Rose. This is uh, Aesop Rock, Blueprint, and Slug. This was a single that they did, 2015. Yeah, I never heard this one. It's, it's like Blueprint, right? Is this beat not like a Blueprint beat? Like that funky jazz of Blueprint? Watch the planes approach, turn the music down, put the windows low, turn the headlights off, but let the dashboard glow. I try not to reminisce, cause many of these memories ain't got no kind of benefits. It's the same old lick, you can paint the bricks, but your face is just a way to decorate. Blueprint's dope. He's a good artist. He's been around roughly the same amount of time, same circles, same tours, same venues. Same space. Quick to tell you that she don't need a man. From what I've seen, I completely understand. Can't stand a cat to try to make demands. Plus, a man said he's sick of bringing beach to the sand. Quickly sinking in a holiest boat figure. He might as well drink just to keep it afloat. Nope. When small things end up being gigantic, relationships go the way of the Titanic. Why panic? Have some fun while it lasts. Be happy that you even had a spot on the cast. She hard to keep because she know what men about. It just took you too long before you figured it out. Huh. Moving fast don't mean it won't end quick. Why put your toes in when you can skinny dip? Remember when you with the prettiest chick? There's another man that's sick of putting up with his shit. Blueprint's dope. He's been dope. And uh, he's got a really cool podcast too. We've, we've referenced a few times. Super Duty Tough Work. That's a good one. But yeah. Blueprint's dope. He's been dope. And then Aesop's on the song too. It's always a win. There is a temperamental magic in the key of love and orico. Nothing up his sleeve, not even a fucking arm. Your body in a temple if it's disassembled parts. Allocated in a separate level warp. Send a horse tail pet. Sever in a pell-mell dash melting. Squeegee in a post to a cheesecloth silk screen. Havenly, East Coast Hill Kings. Raised by servers. Pacing at the grapevine nervous. Poke jars, brain matter adequately curious. Pick a perfect Patsy, herd him back into the turn-up truck. Where a high art poses and opals and fine yeti fur with a dire prognosis. He preferred a mire with the openly grotesque. Open any cold disc, go tech, go check, oh my. Low tech, boat neck, go time, no myth. I'm a slow death gold mine. Yeah, the song is good. I really enjoy it. Yeah, it's a favorite of mine for sure. Yeah, it's upstate. I, I didn't know it's super, all different. Super tough work was. That's who that was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. I listen to it every now and then, not all the time, but it's kind of funny because that's a yeah, great super, podcast. Their super duty tough work is Blueprint and Illogic. So yeah, this is Blueprint. Okay, Illogic yeah, yeah. is uh, Illogic is they're they're like they're like the duo. They've been doing shit forever. Now they kind of came okay. up together. I like, like when they have some good, certain guests that listen to it. It's a great show. Yeah, um, are the um, ones you told me about? I guess are the ones I listen to most. But. Yeah, I, I think I shouted out like a long time ago. Yeah. But um, they talk about all kinds of different things. You know, it's just two dudes. Um, but yeah, like they're um, 
they're a, a great resource to people who are creative. Right? Like if you're an artist, like like whether it be musical or otherwise, like whatever your lane is, like if you create art and you want to make a living off of it and how to exist in that space and trying to monetize your ideas and creativity, like it's it's a very valuable podcast because they, 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 they talk about their experience of mm-hmm. being like making their own lane and being independent and not being like and, and, a whole thing and real insight and real insight into the business side too that's what i remember a lot of it like like stuff you wouldn't think about unless you're on the inside of things yeah. that they have to deal with or put up with or, or address you know mm-hmm. um anyway yeah yeah like blueprint he's uh he's the like founder head of weightless recordings and it's like him and illogic and they had a whole bunch of other artists but He's done all kinds of shit. He's, he's he's been like an author now, but now he's like a truck driver. It's crazy. He's like, yeah, it's like he just talks about his different maneuvers through life, like just like like in the corporate world, they're working for himself and like trying to balance all these different <laughs> things and like like with with um, personal time and, and, and while you're still like growing your like like focusing on your craft and getting better, but still like like time management and like while while not like neglecting your health and shit, like the same shit you guys talk about, you know, like with your fitness challenges and stuff it's like being able to balance everything like that's the thing is like being able to balance like your career your creativity your bills and your health your relationships it's like it's interesting it's really cool but yeah shout out blueprint he's dope and aesop rock's always good too we've we've gone into depth hard pressed to find a time when i'm not like yeah i love aesop rock dude his new album so good yeah, I haven't really um, listened to it too much yet because I've been just on this playlist. Just that's pretty much what I do. What we do. I'm trying not to. I, I, I'm trying not to burn myself out on it. Like I like it. I don't want to just listen to it as I'm playing video games and like just have it on in the background and like ruin it. So I'm trying to like be very selective about listening to it because if you are in your car and you can crank it, like it is a like that the. the the beats, man. The beats with the right volume and bass and a good system. Um, yeah. Before we finish, feelings. I just want to say, before we finish and put music on the podcast, uh, dibs on pigeonometry for the playlist. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Uh, awesome. All right. Uh, anything else on Lonely Renos? Um, I love it. It's just a cool little, it's, it's real simple, funky, like a funky kind of guitar and bluesy funk and very minimalist and a whole lot to it but it's dope because rappers make cool songs yep. cool rappers make cool songs yeah all three of them cool have good songs. verses mm-hmm. okay cool um then we go to another single uh bob seeger this is 2013 This had a video as well, a music video, and uh, I don't know. It's just, it's it's a different song, man. Know who but Bob Seger is. I love it. I know Bob Seger. Is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I pour a little more whiskey on them ice cubes. 
I'm trying to get tipsy as a tugboat. Most of us getting lost in the night moves. The rest of us wanna watch from the front row. Come and look into the eyes of a landslide. Let me know if you recognize bloodshot red. Not above passing out in the cab ride. Wake me up when it's time to unfuck my head. What you know about a party? Y'all still trying to have some fun. It's not about Bob Seger either. That's no, the thing. It's not. It's not about Bob Seger. It's just called Bob Seger. I was a little I was hopeful. Like, what is it? <laughs> I was hoping it was going to be about Bob Seger. I'll be honest. I, was, I, was <laughs> I thought it was going to be. Very misleading. Yeah. Four out of ten. I, well, like, I'm pretty sure I had. Yeah, I absolutely had Spotify at this point in my life. Um, so just seeing, like, this album art and the song come out and, like, I don't know, man. Um, I just thought it was going to be about Bob Seger because there's like a like a <laughs> like the album art is is like a, um, a, what are those windows? The stained glass window style of art, you know, and it's called Bob mm -hmm. Seger. So I see that that's and I click play. Picture I'm pretty sure that's a picture of him. Is that yeah, is that yeah, actually yeah, Bob yeah. Seger? Yeah. Yeah. Sure so, yeah. So I see all this and I'm like thinking it's going to be about him. And then you listen to the lyrics and it is not. Not at all. Not yeah. at all. <laughs> Yeah, I assume also, it's uh, about drinking heavily, <coughs> and that's why it's Bob Seger esque. Oh, okay. That's the connection. Okay. I mean, maybe not, but one bourbon, one scotch, and one beer is sort of famous for that. Mm. Well, I mean, would it not be slug if he's not talking about alcohol traveling and inner struggles with himself? That's true. And this this song checks those boxes. <laughs> Anyways, so this song came out and it. Uh, because of my pre preconceived expectations going into it and then it not being about that at all, uh, it just it just held on to me. So when we were creating this playlist, I was like, I got to go find that song. And then I couldn't find it on any albums. And I'm like, why is it not on albums? Because it was a single. <laughs> <laughs> Funny how that works. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, so yeah, I wanted to include it. I thought it was a different, a different vibe, right? Yeah, yeah. No, it's cool. It's slower. It's it's one of the slower songs for sure. Yeah. I wonder, like, I, I've noticed like a lot of rappers do that. Like, as they get older, their songs get slower. <laughs> it's, like, it's easier to perform. You know what I mean? It's, it's like let me, let me, let me think long term. You know what I mean? I can like do, close out the show with the song at the end of the night. And I'm fucking spent. <laughs> it's 51, man. Uh, I'll go check out the show on Sunday and report back. Uh okay, cool. Anything else on that one? No, not for me. No. All right, and then uh, we have the the album Mavita Loca, which dropped in 2018, um, and the song Virgo. I pledge allegiance to myself. Food, shelter, and health. Let me find a beach full of seashells to sell. Put your oxygen mask on first before you offer me help. I've got receipts made of scar tissue. Got the vision of somebody going fishing in the dark. When I start up the motor, it still turns over. But nowadays, a little bit slower. Never been afraid of getting older. 
I'm much more nervous about these public servants Kill the lights and shut the curtains You ain't a real lion if you love the circus Looking at myself like, what's the purpose? That's when I started to hallucinate Trying to touch the surface and recuperate You should have seen the look on my face when I was losing my faith Y'all got me feeling hesitation Embarrassment, I might be the last generation of grandparents I know that I've been fortunate for all the opportunities Disproportionately disappointed in the human beings I get it, we're specks of dust At the bus stop busking for extra crust Like fuck it, you can sacrifice me to the weather If you promise that you'll let my songs live forever a sad song uh absolutely love the beat on this one i love the song overall this is on one of our playlists for it sure was the first uh one you put on okay first atmosphere song first atmosphere song i think you put oh, on any interesting this one has a uh, slower uh puppets vibe i really puppets didn't have a whole lot going on yeah, this was just, just a guitar riff and a little guitar riff, and that's basically it. I, you know, I am a sucker for I'm a sucker for a lot of different things in hip hop, but yeah, dude, a simplistic, a simplistic musical beat with good lyrics, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I'm a, to, especially in like their later song. Like I just love their um use of instruments like throughout like sometimes it's a harpsichord or guitar samples or live music they really do a good job um of like putting it together you know what i mean and in fact some of the newer stuff that we listen to where it's like more like traditional just like drum and bass a little bit that's what i'm like ah, eh, i'm not so into it. i know um that's because it's sort of like i guess it harkens back but i don't know it'd be interesting to see when because he went on tour root style and I wonder if more of his beats started changing when they started bringing more instruments on tour. Did, did he, he have like a, did he have like a band like a multiple times they've toured with yeah. different bands or different musicians. It's always slug and, and atmosphere and, um, yeah. an ant. And yeah. Um, but I remember for will, a while, like it wasn't even at like for, for, for a while, like it, he wasn't even like, the DJ, and then it wasn't until like, well, after like God, God Loves Ugly, that Ant actually like started coming to the shows and DJing and shit. He was always just, it was always just slug just like producing, rapping with some random DJ like on stage. And it wasn't until like later on that Ant actually started going to shows and shit that I remember. Huh? God, I don't even remember that. I um, <clears throat> but yeah, so I mean, it, is Ant still producing like the stuff and putting it together? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah Ant yeah, is yeah, very. That's pretty wild. Like. I, He's very, very active too. Like he I produces a lot of stuff man. for for um, rhyme sayers and other artists. Yeah, it's kind of amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought, um, like as we listened through this all playlist, I was thinking, like, I thought it was different people. I thought he was just like, oh, he's finding new people to work with. And that's why it's changing, and and he's getting more, you know. But it's amazing. Right. It's the same guy who's just like growing and doing well, different dude, stuff. And, and all different and, styles like, and all. It's really, it's that's pretty impressive. Some of the other um, albums and projects he's done and beats that he's made for people, they're they're uh, just as good. Like it's it's and, it's quality. And you guys were you guys were saying before. If I'm I'm trying to recall, like he's he's kind of like he keeps to himself, right? Like he's not yeah. like a he's like a total like I don't want to like 
I don't want a lot of limelight. He just sort of like stays in his room and makes exactly cool ass music, right? Yeah, he okay. they, they always they always paint him with like a stern look on his face, like a <laughs> like a like a gangster in the back of the room type thing. Yeah, just like random stoic okay. dude in the back, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, he he he's like it's literally fifty fifty, like slug rap and makes music, and yep. the two of them are atmosphere, like. Like, it's not just Slug, right? Like, Slug is a rapper, Atmosphere is a group. You know, like, he's, he's always been so talented and, like, so versatile. And he, and he more than, I think, I think he more than Slug has evolved, like, in terms of like, versatility. Like, Slug has more or less been the same dude for, like, the better part of the last 20 years. Like, some of his earlier shit, he was a little more, like, raw on, like, the boom bap kind of, like, battle rap stage. And it wasn't until, like, his like later part of the early career of his you know like post 2000 we started to get more like introspective and emotional i guess but um but and he's gone through every iteration of producer there's ever been it seems like because it's it's like music changes and 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 it's it hasn't always just been buddy with a drum machine you know like so so many producers they're just they're they, they sample they put together a beat on a drum machine or a audio workstation or whatever and it's like mostly the sample base because ant's gone through so many different versions of himself and um and not even just like 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 half the shit doesn't even necessarily sound like hip-hop you know like i mean no, like it's, if it was yeah. Yeah, it's like slug raps over it which makes it hip-hop but otherwise it wouldn't be which again explains the whole crossover appeal like i don't think the crossover appeal would have happened without ant being there i like, think no i think you have a good point like they they you you see you see musical instruments come in more and you see them break the mold mold more on what traditional hip hop beats might be or, or whatever. But again, I wonder like God, I wish I would have thought of this, but I wonder like how the timelines line up with with them starting to tour with bands and different instruments and then like the beats progressing like this. Yeah, for real. Yeah, just change, man. I, so, anyways, Virgo. I really like Virgo. Uh, it's sad, but it um, it's got the feels for me, so I'm a big fan. Um, two songs left, and then we go to make it all better again. And this is a 2018 drop. Definitely has made the playlist as well because I've heard this one a million times. That must be where I've heard because there's every time you mention one of the playlist, I'm like, yeah, this is one I've heard before. I'm like, I don't know where. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. You know. Like, okay. And ain't nobody seen him around anymore. Ever since she left, it's like he doesn't even open the door. He'd rather be by himself, anyways, in the comfort of his home and his video games until the break of dawn. Early in the morning, alarm clock sounding like Gabrielle's warning. Gotta get yours, like there is no wrong way. The worm and the bird both worked a long day. And when he comes home afterwards, he looks back once more at the last chapter's words to try to reinterpret exactly what he heard when the universe collapsed and flattened the earth. Pretend that you don't live in the past with us. Give the kids a reason to laugh at us. His heart's broken, but when he hears a car door closing, it gets him off the hardwood floor, hoping. Uh, good storytelling in this one. Kind of puts you in the shoes of someone who got out of a relationship that they weren't ready to get out of. Yep. Again, so it starts off with waking up in the morning really early. <laughs> See, I one of the things I like about it is I also have to get up early all the time, and I hate it every time. Yeah. So I just really, I really identify with it. every time he's like, 
and they get up early and I'm like, yeah, God damn it. <laughs> this week has been a struggle because I've been playing video games like way past midnight every week too. Dude, I saw you, oh, I saw you playing COD at like fucking six thirty in the morning one day. I was like, what the fuck is Fluffy doing at six thirty playing COD? Come on! Like, 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 what are you doing, dude? Like, <laughs> it's like two in the morning playing COD with Ghost, and then and then fucking waking up at six in the morning to get the kids breakfast and get them. Get them ready for the school. So I'll like make them food and then I'm up. So it's like turn on my PC, answer emails. Dude, absolutely. <laughs> and the fucked up thing is like like these maps came out like 14 years ago, right? And then oh, yeah, yeah, they're all modern <laughs> yeah. warfare two maps. <laughs> yeah. So like it's it's when my work at this point in my career at work, we had uh, the game room set up. And so we played uh, Modern Warfare 4 and Modern Warfare 2 and like all the all those over lunch. And so we would we would literally go to work and then for an hour, hour and a half at lunch, like six or eight of us would play Modern Warfare, just four screen it up on big projector like every single day. And then I would go home and play modern warfare or I'd work <laughs> from home and play modern warfare. So it's like, it's funny, like, uh, to come full circle, like, <laughs> like I, I've done this before. <laughs> I'll do it again as well. <laughs> yeah, again. Make it all yeah, better cool. again. Yeah. That song is really good. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, like who who here has done the uh, staring at a cell phone and drinking beers until it's time to go to sleep? <laughs> mm, last night? No. <laughs> Sunday night. <laughs> yeah, I, I you know I, I I think we've I think we've or at least I've hammered this home, but uh, it puts you in that that position. It it pulls you into the emotions of 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 that type of a relationship, right? Like we've all experienced that in one way or another. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely made, definitely made a lot of Hollywood movies out of that situation. Right. Yeah. For real. <laughs> okay. Um, last one then let's do it. Okay. Windows. Uh, this came out. Oh, this came out 2016 fucked up on my timeline there. Uh, but we have uh, Prof on this one. Shut up, everybody shut up. I think you've had too much to speak. Give me the keys, plug the leak. Or go take a little step off something steep. I might be a fuck up, but I want to do splendid things. I mean, I want somebody to remember me and maybe drive me around in a limousine. I'm just joking. I'd rather drive myself, rather fly myself. Most time, rather be all by myself. A party of one, and I keep going for as long as the arteries pump. Don't start no junk. I'm not a thug, but I'm hardly a punk. And if it ain't the hard part of the month, throw your hands in the sky, sing the harmony once. Shut your pretty mouth. I got a window in my car. I can see it all. I don't trust a motherfucker one bit, though. There it go. Shut your pretty mouth. I am not familiar with Prof. He's he's newer to the roster to the point like where I never really bothered. No offense to him, I just never really bothered. 
and I heard him like singing this hook, and I thought it was a grouch. Uh, so they actually dropped him, and that's what I was trying to... There we go. So in 2020, they dropped him, I guess. I was, I was wondering how close it was to the release of this. <laughs> um, I like Prof. He has good energy. Agreed. His voice reminds me of the Grouch. I don't know if anybody's ever noticed that. I don't really know the dude, but I thought it was a Grouch. I was like, oh, he's got the Grouch on that. That's cool, but I was like, oh, that's not the Grouch. Yeah. Uh, Prof has his own style. He's definitely like, I don't know, man. I don't know why I feel like he has, he has like a Louisiana vibe because he's definitely a Minnesota boy. Uh, But he kind of has like that, like dirty South kind of Midwest vibe to him. Maybe a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, know, this beat, it was, um, they reminded me of like some other like like Ant gets some weird do some weird shit like this sometimes too. Like he's done beats in this same kind of um style, like with Brother Ali. He's done some Brother Ali songs like with yeah. the same like upbeat kind of like Yeah. Upbeat, acoustic, kind of uh but like kind of strange. I don't know if it's like the, the key or whatever they use, like the the key of the song or how it's like kinda of different or like off kilter, but like still like upbeat and not not happy but like strange and circus-like i guess you could say i don't know it's just fucking it has a different, definitely a circus vibe to the song yeah, yeah it's, it's like this weird kind of strange creepy not like not like icp weirdo shit but like you know what i mean like he's had some like fucking like fucking barefoot overalls fucking back porch banjo shit with brother ali in the past before too but that's like kind of the same lane i feel like at the very end or towards the end of the song like and they'd like that that weird like vocal like vocalization of like the the girl like kind of singing and like the, they do the bird sounds whatever like that <laughs> that sounds like some some brother ali country shit that he did a while ago too but yeah that's cool how ant is just down to get weird sometimes what he does and again versatile I, I feel like i feel like that's the the up-tempo rhyming scheme is definitely a prof thing like a lot of his beats kind of are like that when you say Rob from what you've heard, like on the playlist and stuff. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. More homework for you, Chuck. He has some he has some good stuff too. His actually I really recommend watching Prof's videos. If anything, like Prof's one of those guys. Remember like Buster Rhyme videos back in the day, how they were always entertaining? Oh, or like ludicrous videos. Like Yeah. He's got that vibe to his music videos like them where it's, he's just just fucking weird and funny and very entertaining to watch. So uh, if you're going to listen to Prof for the first time, I suggest just going and watching Prof on YouTube. It's an enjoyable experience. I don't remember. I, I remember I, I never really listened to a shit, but I saw him live once. It was like, I don't know if he opened for Brother Ali or what, but I just remember I was fucking hammered. I don't remember shit much about it. But I was like, <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> I just remember I saw him once, but I don't remember much because I was shit-faced. <laughs> that was like he, a long time he ago. He came into, um, I was hanging out with my buddy at the snowboard shop one day, and he came in with a girlfriend at the time of his, and, uh, it was really funny because they were looking for snowboard gear and um, she decided to buddy buddy talk to us. And he was like, you could tell he was just like, I just want to get my gear and bounce. 
<laughs> and his girl, his girlfriend was like, because I'm like, dude, this fucking prof. But I like wanted to be respectful. So like, like he came in and I'm like, holy shit, dude, prof just walked in. And there was literally they were the only other people in this entire like snowboard shop and us. So like it was very obvious. Like anyways, um, so I let him do his thing. You know, it was like, I really like his music. So I'm just going to let him shop and not fucking bother him and just like thank him on his way out the door. And then she came over and just started chatting it up with us. And so I was like, hey, <laughs> hey, man, like, I really like your music, you know, like I dig the shit that you're doing. And we started talking snowboarding. And then he's all like, yeah, I've snowboarded every mountain in the United States. And like, like kind of peacocked a little bit, like with his girl in front of us. And I'm just like, oh, all right, cool, dude. Like, that's, I, I don't doubt <laughs> it. You go, on, you go on tour, like, I guess it makes sense. Like you're traveling all over. You should snowboard everywhere. Uh, it was funny, though. She was she was uh, a very friendly, very, very attractive female. I believe that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's kind of a style, though. Yeah. Anyways. okay, yeah. Back to atmosphere. Uh, Thanks, guys. Yeah, we did it. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, I absolutely loved this playlist. I could listen to it over and over and over again. Awesome. Thanks. Hell yeah. It's um, we barely scratch the surface with these dudes. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. It was right. so hard. Like they was so hard. Like we we picked out what forty songs over like a thirty year career or something. We and we yeah. didn't do any like, of his other projects really. Well, I guess you did a couple Dino Spectrum songs, but really like. We didn't do felt. We didn't do um, like the orphanage. Like, there's so many projects and dynamics. Things. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, yeah, that's another one for for anyone that wants to hear more. There's a project that called called Felt. It's it's Slug and Merce from Living Legends. First one was produced by Grouch, and then I think the second one was produced by Ant, or maybe all the other ones. Was it just the first ones produced by I, Grouch? I think all the other ones are Ant. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it was just a. Uh, they're rhyme series adjacent, living legends adjacent. They kind of like bridge the gap between those two crews. Like living legends is a whole like collection of like a bunch of dudes from the West Coast, and like again, we can like we could do a whole playlist on them if we wanted to. Like we went at the boot camp, or like we went into these guys. It's like there's so much of that music from that era. Well, maybe one day, but um. Well, we did yeah, Eli. Eli's from that group. Yeah, we did do yeah. Eli. Yeah, we did Eli. That's right. And um. Yeah, it's just it's a it's a dope crew, but yeah, there's like so much atmosphere, so much slug. It's like he he's he's such a prolific artist. If you just go online, just look up his discography, it's fucking crazy. Like all these releases, there's so many of them, and that's just the shit that was like officially released. That doesn't include all the other random collaborations, guest spots, like little one-off songs on compilations or whatever. The shit that just not even digitized or fucking existing in the streaming space, you know, like. You could probably find them on YouTube if you went and dug for them, but there's so much shit out there. And, um, like, you can't tell a story of atmosphere without talking about, or talk about, about hip hop without talking about this dude and this crew. Like, they, they meant a lot for, like, an entire movement of, 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 of music, of, for hip hop music. And it was, like, so popular. And, and these guys had a lot to do with that, like, in the early days and the proliferation of it. The yeah. Crew. I mean, they were, they were one of a, a handful of, independent labels that 
became really successful. Yeah. Damn it. Good shit. Yeah. Well, thank you guys. I I appreciate you letting us do a double double playlist like this. this is the first time we've done that. And uh like the last said, time too, if you keep no. putting fucking secret out or secret songs on the damn playlist. <laughs> <laughs> and then put the actual song on right after it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. So thank you guys. Um yeah, should we just uh oh we need to add music, don't we? We do need to add music for sure. And he's off to go get himself a uh one of those fancy things. What do they call it? A computer? Yeah. Uh and then uh we're we actually have another episode coming out Tuesday. I think we'll do video game stuff then because we have a lot of video game to stuff to talk about. We do have a lot of video games to talk and about. And this just the way my week's broken up, this is probably gonna take like two or three days to edit. That's okay. Because someone someone put an hour and a half playlist together. Fucking crazy. <laughs> crazy people. That's okay. I mean, dude, I'm just proud of us because I said that we wanted to do I said, give me 10 to 12 songs and Chuck gave me 12 songs. And I was like, there's going to be so many duplications in our playlists. Like, I, I just started creating a random playlist um, for myself and I was just going to take whatever Chuck gave me and remove the duplicates and I figured then I would have um, 20 songs and it totally did not work that way. And Chuck and I did mm. not have a ton of duplication <laughs> and all of Chuck's songs were really good. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> it's hard, man. I guess this is more it's of a good. testament to the artist, you know, that's amazingly prolific. I'll tell you that. I mean, if, if that's a scratch, cause it was a pretty long list, you know, spread it over two episodes. And, um, now hearing you guys talk about all the other stuff going on. That's a lot of production. We skip like easily, like easily ten albums or releases. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, and, then, yeah. And, and, and like they're not, they're not necessarily. I mean, they had, they had their share of EPs, but they didn't have a whole lot of ten or twelve track albums. You know what I mean? Like their I mean, albums, are, like twenty songs, like with the extended, I mean, like that's so yeah, much that's like wild. Like most bands don't have. I mean, yeah, they're around. Well, bands will be around for 25, 30 years, but. They have like ten productive years, and then like it's kind of like eh, they sort of phone it in. Um, so it's pretty cool to see these guys still evolving, doing new stuff. Well, and I think I think the the funny thing is to like um, we did a playlist on his studio albums, and it's very obvious like his studio albums have a vibe and a theme and atmosphere is its own thing, right? Like it, it it's its own style of hip hop. But like some of his projects were so different, like felt is felt is a totally different vibe and Merce is um, equally like as good as slug um, as far as emceeing and then also just being out there and having so much material over the over the years. Um, yeah. And then the way they play off each other, too, that's another thing. It's like. Yeah, you don't hear like like not a lot a lot of atmosphere songs or featuring like like some like a lot of hip hop artists in particular like they like you you check an album out right and it's like got fifteen songs of those fifteen songs like eight or nine of them feature somebody else you know what I mean or multiple people it's like yeah. not a whole lot of just one person rapping over <clears> beats it's like whereas the majority of like atmosphere songs like 
like 90% of them are just slugging at, you know what I mean? And, and, and all of his other projects that he does, like, like the trade-offs that he works, like collaborations he does with other people, those are usually on other people's projects, or like little separate one-off, like, albums like or a little mini well, just be featured shit. he's been featured yeah. on how many how many amazing albums over the decades too you know yeah. um yeah, it's, it's or, a whole thing. dude even even the orphanage the orphanage was aesop rock slug blueprint illogic and idea like it was it was like you know you run the oh yeah and and say Francis. that's right yeah yeah and uh it's like your your independent uh Hip hop version of Run the Jewels, you know, mm-hmm. like just sure. super MC projects stuff. And yeah, it's yeah, wild. Uh, okay, cool. Should we, should we add some music then? I like Let's music. Okay. Uh, what has Ben got for us this week? Ben has got the song I Only Do Push Ups When I'm Drunk, Drinking Lonely by Good Hangs. Got it. It's already on the playlist. Oh no! Ooh. Holy shit! How many? This has happened to him like five times. We're running into a lot of uh, similar songs these days. Um, I think you should instead bullets. ask his brother for a song, and then he gets a pit one. Pick one. Um. Yeah, I think I think that's what's happening. We need Steve to give us a song, uh, yep. and we'll add it tomorrow. Uh, so this song was added July 14th of this year. Well, that seems like not too distant of the past. That motherfucker. Damnedest thing. Um, okay. So, uh, Chuck, what was the song that you wanted to add before I steal it? Uh, Aesop Rock Pigeonometry. It's a song about Aesop Rock drawing pigeons, and it's fucking great. <laughs> I like the sound of that. <laughs> it's so great in so many ways. It's like, why am I vibing so hard to a song about a guy drawing pigeons? <laughs> why aren't you dr- <laughs> vibing so hard about a song about pigeons? Like, like that's the most Aesop Rock thing ever. It's like, man, that's it's just great, dude. There's some wild songs on that album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some good stuff on there. He's on, there, yeah, there is. It's his fucking renaissance, man. This dude's on some shit right now. Did he put anything? Well, we did have a little bit of a question about some of that stuff, but I feel like everything he's put out has been great. Yeah, well, Spirit Spirit World Field Guide was absolutely amazing, right? Like, that was just a next-level type of album. And and my first couple listens through ITS... um, has me going this is like this is that same vibe on a different trip like it's but, it's yeah. a different it's its own thing but it's got that same it's got that same vibe to it man <laughs> He's wild. um all right added got it i think let me make sure i added it i went to the plate i actually went to the album instead of like making sure that i added it okay we're good all right uh cliff I'm not I'm not gonna put this song on, but this is just for you guys to check out. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll have to check that out. Uh do it now. Listen to it. No, you don't have now. to check it out okay. now. Okay. Just whenever. I almost put it on for obvious reasons, but um uh you know, oh, what's the new shoots? Hold on. 
I'm going to put that in our other chat so that I can reference it later. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what it is, but um, it's not as cool as I thought it was going to be. Oh, my God. (laughs) 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 Okay. Anyways. I'm going to throw in a... um, from Screaming Females, uh, Brass Bell from off the new album. It's like the new single. It's pretty good. Cool. I like the band name. Yeah, they're pretty cool. They're like a, you know, modern kind of grungy rock band. Of females that scream? Uh, the lead singer's female. What's her? Um, Paternoster. I forget her name. Marissa Paternoster, something like that. I, she's, really, I, she's really good. She's like a total rocket babe. Um, I'm a I'm a punk rock female singer, you know, enthusiast. So there's a chance. Yeah. Maria Paternoster, sorry, or no, Marissa. God damn, she's gonna be mad at me if she ever hears she's this. She's gonna be so mad. I mean, but, but thanks for okay. listening to this episode. It's a great uh, show. It'd be any worse than the dude from Spin Doctors or Tracy Chapman? Oh, oh boy. <laughs> Yo, did you see Tracy Chat? By the way, <laughs> Tracy Chapman won a CMA award this year. Sweet. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for it. I got they, a fast uh, car. They did a cover uh, of Fast Car. Some, yeah. Some country band did a cover a, of Fast Car. She won like a songwriter Song of the year or something. Yeah. <laughs> dude. I think <laughs> your quote was something like, to paraphrase, was something like, well, it's about time. I've been recognized in the car or something like that. <laughs> That seems about her. her She does have a proper amount of bitterness. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it was pretty wild. It was pretty funny. Um. All right, Rob, what do you got? Uh, I am going to go back to the 1970s, and I am going to go with Iggy Pop, Passenger. And I suspect when you hear it, you'll be like, "Oh yeah, I know this song," but nobody really. Iggy Pop sort of has disappeared off of the face of the planet. Oh my god! I I hope that you can see how loudly I just sneezed. Oh, I did. I saw. <laughs> oh, I hit mute, but I'm pretty sure I woke up everyone in my house because I just yelled so loud. Holy crap! Okay. Ah, oh, let me swallow and get back to reality here. Uh, I th- find that this is very fitting uh, for my choice. I- I'm gonna go with "Smile" by Idea and Abilities. There you go. Sick. Cool. And we'll get that song from Steve O, uh, but that puts us at 290 songs, 18 hours, and 11 minutes. Okay. This is a really fun, fun episode. Uh, I, I appreciate uh, you helping me put it together, Chuck, and uh, listeners, I hope that you enjoyed it. Let us know because we don't know if you like the music episodes or not unless you tell us. Um, and even if you don't, we're still going to do them anyways. This is for us, not for you. So there. Yeah. I mean, you said the out loud part. Out. The, wait, no, the quiet the part quiet out loud. Part out loud. Yeah. You I said the worry, out loud part out loud. <laughs> I didn't say the out loud part. I kept that quiet. <laughs> Yeah, that's the important thing. Um, <laughs> next week on the show, yeah. we're doing lots of hand gestures. Basically, so, be sock puppets for two hours. So you put you put the fingers in like a cup and you start <clears throat> twisting. Okay, we can let these people go. Um, Cliff and What's Chuck, thank you. 
what's it called when you when you the the thing that navy people do with the flags to signal to each other? Oh god! Oh, yeah, man. I always thought of it as just called sig- signaling, but mm. what's it called? Hold on. Oh, uh, uh, semaphore. That's it. Ah, oh, that is the name of it. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be a semaphore episode next week. Can you can you put semaphore in the uh, chat so I can reference that whenever this episode gets published? Because I feel like that's an appropriate title. Semaphore. Yeah. The HMS Semaphore. Actually, no, it's not because it's an atmosphere album. <laughs> we can use it next week. What am I fucking talking about? Okay, have your semaphore. We'll do a semaphore album next (laughs) album. We'll do a semaphore episode next week. I'm apparently losing my my uh, ability to uh, think here. Wow, there's like all the letters, dude. This is great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So next week in. Next week's episode will be in semaphore or in uh, audio version. So Rob volunteered to to flag it out. It's like sign language, but way <laughs> more entertaining. With <laughs> giant flags. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyways, um, Chuck and I picked that music, so I think we've kind of thrown order to the wind, and Rob or Cliff. Or probably even Chuck, uh, whoever comes up with the next album. Uh, that's what we're doing. So free for all. Just we just need more music in our lives. Works for me. Hell yeah. Cool. All right, everyone. Thank thank you for supporting us. Um, I have good news. I got. I actually have some designs for new T-shirts. They will be coming out sometime, maybe November, or December, whenever we make the website. But we do have the the logos at least, right? We got some new T-shirts. Uh, so people can actually support us if they appreciate this. So, um, yeah, stuff to come. Pretty excited. And, uh, yeah. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Yeah. Peace, right. fam. It sounds good. See y'all. Thank you.